Well, hey guys, welcome to uh, episode four of our oh, drunken history. Our drunken history, yeah. Uh, hope you're enjoying this series so far. We are uh, still working some things out, but I think we're getting better. Yeah. Last week we uh, ran into some technical difficulties. Oh yeah, yeah. Our battery went dead, and we didn't even get a chance to do our normal sign off at the end. I think we was in the middle of it. We kept getting sidetracked. We were drunk. Oh man, I was. That wine, that wine will get you every time. It took me two days to recover from that. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was rough. But uh, maybe we did Andre the Giant proud. I don't think we. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, we didn't piss him off. I don't. I, mean, he, I think he would have given us the old high five. Yeah. That was anyway, uh, this week we are going to do a salute to an American pastime that is like no other: hunting. We're both hunters. Uh, we, we, Travis is from here in Arkansas. I'm from Montana. We both come from big hunting families. Uh, just love it. Yeah, it's one of those things that, I mean, I remember all the way as far back as I can remember as a child, you know, going, going hunting, going to deer camp in the fall, uh, going fishing in the summer, just outdoor, outdoors type family, the camping and hunting what's, and fishing. Uh, what's the first thing you ever hunted? Successfully. Successfully. Squirrel is the first. And, uh... Did you eat squirrel? Yeah. Yeah. I've never eaten squirrel. We're good. We'll have to to go squirrel hunting. And, uh... I've, you know, I've never done it. Yeah. Uh, no one in Montana hunts squirrel. That's like, the smallest thing we hunt is like a turkey. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. But, uh, like, I didn't know that squirrel hunting was a thing until I got out to North Carolina. Yeah. And... We had a we had a some, pro, some people take it serious too. They well, we had a pro super. <laughs> he would uh, he had a rifle scabbard on his mower. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then he had a cooler that he uh, bungee corded to the to the mower, and he would ride around on that mower on his property and get drunk and shoot squirrels. And that's I was like, that's it's amazing. Like, that's not a thing. Yeah, do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some old squirrel and dumplings. Which is not a guns and alcohol don't mix, guys. Don't don't. Yeah, don't do that one. That's one thing I forgot to look up this week, because there's always a story every hunting season. And for some reason, it's always like in Minnesota or or uh, Michigan, somebody gets shot, and and usually there's alcohol involved. But they always say, "Oh, it's mistaken identity." But I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Just... Well, youpers and the trolls up there in Michigan are probably <laughs> shooting at each other. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, the alcohol and guns don't mix, save the, the drinking for that night around the campfire. If you're hunting, yeah. don't need to be drinking while hunting. Agreed. We never did that. Uh, that's one thing I definitely learned was, was proper, safe. Yeah. Yeah. And anybody who, uh, is not a piece of shit is gonna be careful out there. Yeah. You know, but yeah, the, my dad so, don't really drink, so I didn't. And that's who always took me hunting. Yeah. So we, we just never, it wasn't even a thought. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah the, my first my first uh, big game was a squirrel. It's five years old. Shot my first squirrel. And my dad had got me that prior year, like for Christmas, kids get guns when I was growing up. Man. Yeah. And my dad got me this really nice air rifle. And it was... Uh, I think I don't even know if they still make them anymore. Benjamin Sheridan air rifle, and that thing. Was, I know Benjamin is still around. And it uh, it would it was like it was a hunting air rifle. Yeah, but yeah, 
We got my dad got me a gamo since I've been here. And uh <laughs> the one day me and Huck were out here. My Huck is my uh I I have a German wire hair pointer hunting dog who is just a fucking warrior in the duck blind. But I was out here and uh it was during the season. There was a dove up there on the telephone pole. Nice. And I got that gamo out. And I popped that dove at 120 yards. <laughs> and it took me like four shots yeah. to, to get it. But I pelted it. And Huck was out there in the corral. And I shot that dove and it hit the ground. And he went into a point right away. And I was like, get the bird. <laughs> get him. And he went up like, this is great. <laughs> it's like, we're doing this at home now? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's... Yeah. Dogs are great too. If you guys ever get the chance to hunt with a good hunting dog, it is uh, it's a game changer. Oh, they're fun to watch. Fun to watch them work. I've got labs that I duck hunt with, and then uh, I'd like to get them into some some bird like a dove hunting. There, there's some. Yeah, people. man. I, I never hunted dove like as a general rule. I've shot dove, but I've yeah. never intended to go dove hunting. Yeah. We uh, we you know I grew up doing pheasant. I grew up doing. Uh, partridge, um, yeah. grouse, but uh, I never did duck until I moved down here to Arkansas. Arkansas is duck hunting capital of the world. Oh yeah, lots of duck. Well, a lot of people do the dove hunting as a tune-up for, for yeah, waterfowl, yeah. So. I, I know some some people who do it. It's just never never appealed to me. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and some people some people don't like dove. I like them. If you know, there's certain ways you can cook them. They're they're a dark meat. They they're a little bit more gamey. You like, do the bacon wrap on them. I'll do a bacon wrap with cream cheese and always. Jalapeno. I always heard that was great. I've never had it. Oh yeah. Well, and we've done them too. Is like um, slow cook them, and with like uh, a country gravy and put them on a biscuit gravy, hmm. dove gravy and biscuits and squirrel gravy and biscuits. I mean, you can't go wrong with gravy and biscuits. <laughs> That's true. I just, but yeah, man. Slow cook, make them tender. <laughs> I'm used to like elk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. No, I, uh, I, I never, never did the duck hunting thing till I got here, and 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 I, I would duck hunt even without Huck. Yeah, but he's my main reason for going. Now. Yeah, so I, I would probably go three or four times a year, if it if I didn't have him with me. Oh yeah, it's but, so much uh, more work if you don't have a good dog. It is, and 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 I went a couple times without him when he was still real young, and I, I didn't know. Yeah. You know, I trained him all myself. I just YouTube videos and books, and uh, I don't know if his uh, if it's his bloodlines or my teaching, but he turned into a hell of a good dog. Well, some dogs, like you say, the bloodline they they just they have an instinct. I've got I've got a male lab and my female. He's a chocolate, and then my female blonde. They're both came from hunting dog lineages, yeah. but my chocolate male. He could care less. He don't. He don't. He has no drive. He's just a big pet. But my my blonde female. She's she's in she the wind, huh? has a motor that won't quit. She will hunt all day. She'll retrieve all day. That's amazing. So I have, I have two German wire hairs, by the way. But uh, May uh, she was all about it, and then you know my mom had all her stuff happen, and I and I it's my own fault. I quit. I quit training her. Yeah. And uh, it, I took about six months off of the training thing. And by the time that I tried to pick it up again, she was scared of the gun. Mm. And 
Well, so I, that's what I did with mine. Uh, I sh- started shooting a twenty-two around them, but that wasn't very loud and stuff. And got well, used to I, it. I, I don't even think that would work with her, man. Mm, she's yeah. just it, she just runs and hides under the bed. Yeah, but you know, she's my pet. She's my baby girl. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I I really you know because the drive is there, the prey drive is there, and her nose is just incredible. I really thought about doing search and rescue with her, but. I've learned this, that German wire hairs are not really, like, uh, good people dogs. Mm. Like, they, they have their people, and they don't really like anybody else. Yeah. So, I don't, and maybe some are, are different, but mine just, mine don't like anybody. Oh, yeah. I, you kind of want that, though. I, for me, personally, it, because with labs, they're like the worst ones to, to do that. Because everybody's they, their best friend. Yeah, the, the every new person is their, their best buddy. But yeah. So you can't rely on them to be a guard dog. No, I, but if, if someone came into my house, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for their luck. Like, they <laughs> fucked up. Because, man, Huck is... Oh, yeah. He's, he's... Like, there's no doubt in my mind he would defend his home. And he's 100 pounds of just pissed off hunting dog. And he is... You know, to look at him... You know, because they're not like an intimidating looking breed. They're not like a pit bull looking breed yeah. or, or like a, a, a Malinois or something. He is tougher than shit. Oh, yeah. He is. And he, you know, I, I was thinking about that. Most How, hot dogs are, though, too. They, well, they, they, all they do is work out. Yeah. All he does is run or swim yeah. or whatever, you know. But And he's 100 pounds of, of like pure muscle and ears and nose. And yeah. That's, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you got to think, it's even like um, uh, people that uh, coon hunt raccoons or uh, or even the squirrel dogs and stuff. That yeah, people, those little what are they called? Jag terriers is what I think. Jack Russell terriers. They use those. Well, they, got, they got the or, other ones. They're they're a little wire hair looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a that's another type of terrier. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, they're a little badass. Though. Yeah, well, yeah, they have that small dog syndrome. They they don't, they never met a dog, another dog. They don't want to fight. Yeah, but they have the you know the big um, like tree and walkers or or uh, coon hounds that yeah. are they're a big dog. They're about the size of a German wire hair, but you know, a r- raccoons get big like a big male and raccoon. They're nasty, and man. they are, they are mean. mean. But yeah. yeah you shoot a, a injured coon out of a tree, and he and a dog jumps on him. They they get into fights, and they I've known guys that have to that's giving their dog stitches when they got home from from a hunt because they're getting into a fight with some sort of animal. Yeah, they're pretty tough. Well, there's there's a a, a a debate. I will say I won't say an argument, but a debate over whether German wire hairs are the same breed as as Deutsch Drothars, okay. which Deutsch Drothar translates to german wire hair but there's uh dd guys they're their own breed and german wire hair people are more yeah they're all the same dog oh, and it, okay. it basically depends on who you ask and dna wise I, I don't think there's a difference but the quality of the bloodlines the uh, the dds have a uh I would say a more dedicated group of people that yeah. really do um, stewards of the, of the yeah man they're they're yeah. just they're just uh, they're they're very they're anal about their dogs and you know more power to them if if that's their passion good good for them but uh, to be like a certified whatever uh, DD they get like ear tattoos like they, yeah like they're they're hardcore 
but uh, the testing that they have to do is is wild. And there's there's so there's NAVDA, North American Versal Hunting Dog Association, um, and uh, both Huck and May are both NAVDA um, and AKC, of course. But uh, the DDs have their own. I don't know if it's a registry or, or what to call it, but they have their own thing. And it's their, their, I think there's 12 breeds that make up the North American versatile hunting dogs. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't remember all of them. There's like, there's uh, shorties, wire hairs, uh, wire pointed Griffons. Um, I think Weimaraners, Britneys. Yeah. Um, Vizlas are in there. There's, there's, I, I, and I'm, you know, I apologize if I'm, I'm not getting them all, but you get what I'm, I'm getting at. But then the DDs have their own thing. And, <laughs> so NAVDA testing, it's it's good. It's very good. It's it's uh, it's thorough. The dogs are to to be a NAVDA competitor dog. Like you're yeah. you're a rock star. Like in the hunting blind, like people are going to be impressed. Yeah. But if you get a draught, man, they uh, they're like in a class all their own to to be a, a, a competitive DD. Like they have to test. I think it's like every two years they have to go through their testing to keep maintain their certification. Oh, they wow. have to. Uh, oh God, I don't remember all it is. It's like they have to follow a blood trail so long. They have to do so many water retrieves, so many blind retrieves. It's like, like doing a AFPT. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. But they, uh, they, uh, they're they can excel at any other dog's job better than that dog. Wow. And they're they're just they're just their own thing. They're they're just a monster. Machines. They're expensive as shit. Oh I bet. But uh if you and I and I mean more power to the people who want to do that. Uh, that's not me. Yeah. I Huck is he's my best buddy. He's you know he's my pet. Um he sleeps in my bed. Yeah. Know. He and when we duck hunt if I fuck up because I'm screwing around with him and the duck flies off, I really don't care. I'm just there. Yeah. I'm there to get food, but I'm there to have fun with my dog. I'm not that serious about it. And yeah. I don't ever want to get to that point. I, yeah. I'm going out for the enjoyment of it. Yeah. There's some people that, that do take it to an extreme that I guess that you can do that with anything though, really. But I'm out of beer. I need a refill. Need a refill. Excuse me, guys. I got to stand up for a second here. I'm drinking leftover Bitburger. From our, our story a couple weeks ago. I figure it makes sense since we got the German beer and the German dog we're talking Yeah. About. Have you always had labs? Are those your kind of your go-to? Yeah, um, not I always, uh, but one of my first really good dogs that I had as a kid was a lab. And, uh, but the... They're just good. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a fan because there's like a really good all around. I got kids now, so they're a really good family dog. Yeah, my, they, my little. They really are. My one year old son. He just climbs all over them, plays with them. The other day, one of them was playing with a ball, and he like he likes to get a tennis ball and throw to the dogs. Dog had the tennis ball in his mouth, chewing on it. My son goes over there, one years old, grabs the dog by the nose, and like runs his hand all the way in there in his mouth. Like pulling the mouth open, the dog, just... dog just laying there taking it, and it's <laughs> a good dog, man. Oh yeah, the, the, he he uh he likes to share his crackers. He'll go up and feed the dog a cracker. Yeah, or let the dog take a nibble, and then he'll try to take. That's it. That's why the dog <laughs> likes the kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're great family dogs, and then and then you get to hunt with them too. So yeah. 
Yeah, man. I I don't know that I, wire hairs aren't quite as friendly as labs. Yeah. But, uh, if they are raised around their kids, I, I guess. Yeah. And we don't have kids, but uh, we we'll find out here. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully in a couple of weeks. Yes, if we keep my my uh, my fiance gets home from her deployment in two days, and uh, very excited. Yeah, be doing the uh, see if you can uh, get the family started. I'll tell you what, it won't be lack of effort. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So no, I, I had uh so the Huck is Huck is my first hunting breed, yeah. I guess. I had it I had a yellow lab blue healer mix out in North Carolina, just a pet. I had a boxer, I had a Belgian Malinois, um and they're super high energy dogs. Those are yeah. those are really mouths are nuts. Yeah. Um, Some of those dogs are, have that energy like that. If you don't work them, they they well can I, be like have behavioral issues and stuff. If they're oh going. yeah 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 absolutely. Yeah. I mean, luckily we you know I got lucky with those dogs. They were they were great dogs. They had great personalities. But I mean, there was a lot of running and and yeah. going to the park and because we were in Vegas, we didn't have like a you know Vegas yard is all we had was the little. Yeah, size yeah, of a yeah fucking <laughs> solitary <laughs> confinement cell. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> no, there, we had a dog park right down the road, so we go, you know, we go at night because you can't walk them during the day. The fucking ground's too hot. Yeah, but uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of wearing them out. Tired dogs are good dogs, <laughs> but uh, I did not realize uh, what I was getting into when I got a wire hair. Oh yeah, and it's it's. Uh, they're just keyed up. They're all, they are so high energy. I was, I was blown away at, uh, how much more active Huck is. Huck is really calmed down as he's gotten older. He was a wild puppy. Oh yeah. But, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be six. Uh, what is today? The 14th, 15th. No, it's Huck's birthday. Nice. Happy birthday, Huck. <laughs> yeah, he's six years old today. Nice. Uh, but he's really calmed down a lot. He's 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 turned into a dog. Yeah. Instead of a puppy. May is still just like a puppy and she's she'll be 5 here in a few months. Yeah. And uh she she can go and Huck can too. Is he just he's just not near as keyed up. May is nonstop. I had one of one of the dogs I had when she wasn't good for anything other than a house dog. It was a miniature pincher. Have you ever been around a miniature pincher? Well, yeah, I, I mean, a couple times. I spent that dog. Significant amount of time around them. You know, you say talk about going through the puppy phase or the energy and being tuned up all the time. That dog was like twelve years old before he finally slowed down to really? where he wasn't just a total. Jesus. Anytime you got a knock at the door, a doorbell rang. Was he yappy? Somebody. Moved suddenly, just getting up off the couch too quick. Like he would go nuts, barking, running oh, in circles. I couldn't do that. Oh man, Keisha had a she had a Shih Tzu whenever we started dating, and uh, and I've never been a small dog person. Like I've never owned small dogs. Yeah, uh, and Ace, he's old. He's he don't even, like he's not just blind. He don't have any eyes. They're they surgically removed. Uh, that dog is the coolest little dog on the planet. Like, he is just... Yeah. He's a happy little mop. Yeah, some of them... It just depends on the dog. Like, that one that I had, he got on my nerves so many times. I wanted to... But then then their family, though. I'm not one of those type of people that... 
you know, there's some people that will get annoyed with a dog or get annoyed with a pet. Yeah, and they get go, rid of it. Get rid of it. Nah. Yeah, we I had can. him for 17 years. <laughs> He's, yeah, hearing this and hearing this. Keep, dude, we, yeah. got, we got six dogs. I mean. Oh, yeah. And we got one, Taco, that yeah. is just dumb as shit <laughs> and he's a i won't say he's aggressive but he does not like strangers as you found oh out. yeah i've got a scar on my knuckle yeah, from he, him he, he nipped old trav one night but but he uh he's just i don't yeah they're just they're, they're we so, didn't get him on purpose I, my neighbor brought him over he ended up in my neighbor's garage nobody knows know how he got there yeah but, you know, the thing is, though, too, with a dog like that, if he has taken up with you and bonded with you, he'd probably protect you, though, too, because if he, if oh, he yeah. came in from the from the streets or the wild, basically, and then and then you've given him a good home, he'll probably defend you to the death. And he's he's 80-pound pit. Yeah. You know, another one I wouldn't want to come in the window. Yeah. Bro, he made a, Speaking a poor of choice. Coming through the window, I saw this article. I think it was a German Shepherd. But uh, this family comes home after going out to dinner or something one night, and their German Shepherd is sitting there waiting on them, covered in blood. And like, what? They they the, so they rushed over to start checking the dog, looking for injuries, what happened, and they go in the bedroom and the window is open or like it had been broken. And oh, some, someone tried to come in. Somebody tried to come in, and that dog tore. There was blood everywhere and all around the window and like handprints and stuff. <laughs> So they called the cops oh, and they went God. to like the local ER and found a guy that had cuts and bites all over him. Jeez. Arms were all tore up. I bet he was just fucking hating. Like, <laughs> dog bites fucking hurt. Yeah. So, I uh, so I had I had Attila and he was a, he was a boxer. And uh, when I lived in Vegas, I lived with these. I had three roommates and uh, they didn't really like dogs. They weren't really dog people. I yeah. mean, they they were nice to him, but they weren't like buddy buddy, you know. Yeah. So uh, when I was at work, for the most part, they put him in my room, and they would take him out to go to the bathroom and stuff. But then they would put him back in my room. Yeah. Well, I got home one night, and I got home at later. I was I was got off at two a.m. Yeah. You know, I was working swing shift and got off at two a.m. and got home and. Uh, and I, you know, you know how your house is. Like you know your way around your house in the dark. So I didn't turn any lights on. I just walked in and I went up yeah. the stairs. And Attila was like his hackles were up and he was growling and I was like, what is going on? Because this is not him. He was the nicest dog. Yeah. But uh, he went running right down the stairs, and went running out the open back door, and went running out the open gate. Oh, and then no. I turned all the lights on, and all of my roommates' shit had been stolen. Oh, wow. And whoever did it had opened up the unlocked back window and mm. climbed in and took, they took like a drum set and a couple Xboxes and like a fucking, you know, a desktop computer when they were the thing. You know? Yeah. And they got a bunch of expensive shit. And it was all because those people didn't, my, my roommates at the time did not want my dog out. Yeah. So he was kind of locked up in the room. Yeah, or none of my shit was taken. <laughs> they weren't coming in that room. No. Wow. This is the thing, too. Like, dogs can be a, a deterrent just by them being there. They don't even have to do anything. But yeah, even a little dog. Like, no, you if, if you have a, a house with a little dog barking in it, yeah. and even if you know you're not going to get bit, 
just the the sound, the alerting, and then people are going to yeah. be like, "Why is that dog going crazy?" Yeah, or yeah, that dog barking who wakes up the owners or yeah. alerts alerts somebody. Just the dog being there can be a deterrent. Yeah, I got one in each room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't drive in my driveway. I got, I've got I got five dogs now. So, yeah. did yeah, you keep any of the puppies? Uh, no, I've got yeah, I've got one uh, one yeah. black lab puppy. I actually just took her and I had her spayed because yeah. her her daddy's on the premises. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> but dog, uh, dogs don't care about that. Yeah, so. No, but uh, but yeah, um, yeah. You get you drive you you pull up. My my front gate is a quarter mile from my house, yeah. but you you pull up at the gate and the dogs are barking and going. Yeah. You can't get anywhere close to my house without yeah. somebody alerting. I wish we had a little more property because uh, just when see someone goes down my street here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they those the people across the street they move their they got they not the ones directly across but the ones behind them have those longhorns. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. Have you seen that bull? I haven't seen the bull. No. Jesus, fuck, he's big. <laughs> he's it's not like. He's he's the biggest longhorn I have seen in my life. Oh wow! Hey, and his horns they don't go out, man. They're they're weird. They come down and hook. Oh, that's cool. He is badass, dude. And he <laughs> is like he's got to be over two thousand pounds. Man, that's, he's a, that's he's a, a big longhorn tank. But uh, it's funny, man. Huck, because I they you know I let my dogs run here. Yeah. They they're they're smart enough to know where my property ends at this yeah. point. But uh. I'll open that front door and Huck will, he will walk right up to the end of the sidewalk and sit down and him and that bull, they just look at each other. And <laughs> I think they're, I think they're both like you and me, buddy. We're the alphas. <laughs> <laughs> you over there, me over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. They're, they're, they're funny, man. They just, they, they stare each other down and then they go about their way. I saw this, uh, this guy, he had a longhorn bull. He had a sucker broke to ride. He had a saddle on it and ride it like a horse. I've seen that. Like in in, uh, in uh, parades and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Smaller towns. Had like a, he barely, you know how big a normal like stock trailer is, about seven feet wide. Yeah. The bull would have to turn his head kind of sideways to fit into the trailer because his horns were as wide as the trailer were. Jeez. <laughs> that is fucking wild, man. Yeah. I went to a, uh, Keisha and I went to a Longhorn auction one time and, uh. It was like, you know, there's money and then there's fuck you money. Yeah. These people were throwing around like way over $100,000 on one steer. That's crazy. It was wild. I mean, we were, we were definitely not in the right crowd. <laughs> and like, and we just kind of showed up. Yeah. And uh, I think everybody just assumed that we belonged because like. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, man. We, had, we ate at their buffet and it was like. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, we're gonna buy that one. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're eyeballing a few of these. Out yeah, here. We're, we're holding off till the right one comes across here. Yeah, <laughs> before we bid. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I ever hunted in my life, why well, successfully was a was a pronghorn. Okay. And uh, the year before, uh, my dad and I were. Uh, my he got me my he got me my two forty three for Christmas when I was ten, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't the first gun I shot, but it was my it was my first gun. Yeah, I never had a twenty two until shit after I got out of the Air Force. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
The first gun I ever shot in my life was a thirty out six. Oh and I, wow! And I think I was like six years old. <laughs> and then my dad, we jumped him in the back. My dad had a seventy nine Ford F one hundred, and we jumped up in the back of that thing, and he was like, "All right, man." <laughs> And I shot it. And nice. I, so, like, after that, like, nothing kicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, he got me that 243 and, and went and in and went out uh, in Montana. you got to be 11 to hunt. I don't know if it's still that rule, but it was. And uh, I was, there was a muley buck. And, uh, man, I had it in the crosshairs and I started crying. I couldn't do it. You know, a little kid. Yes. Yeah. So it walked and... Uh, the next year was when I, I was ready. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the first, I, the first time I shot, I missed and, uh, you know, I had a little bar, they fucking took off and, uh, they ran over. We were at, we were on my dad's friend's, uh, brother-in-law's place. And, uh, we were, you know, I shot, I missed and, uh, ran across. They, you know, they went under the fence yeah and uh got over to the neighbor's place and we went and knocked on his door and he said yeah you guys can go and hunt my property so we went out and uh and my dad stopped at 250 yards and i got out and i shot that herd buck nice and dropped him and uh i'll never forget that he was dead before he hit the ground it was that, that that's great doing a sh pulling a shot like that at at that age i mean it was it was cool man it was it was it was nice but uh that's the thing about out west. Your shots are typically longer. Yeah. Um, and then I always, you know, I've gotten into the archery thing here in Arkansas. I never archery hunted in Montana. Yeah. Uh, I never did in Nevada. Uh, I, I've gotten big time into it out here, I would say. Yeah. I, I love it. Archery is, it's, it's my favorite way to hunt out here. But uh, you talk about the skill set between bow and rifle. And I will say that with a bow... You have to be more stealthy. Yeah, you got to be more stealthy, but, more controlled in your movements, more pay more attention to your scent, your yeah. your uh, your noise, because you got to get such closer range. But I will say that there is a skill set to rifle hunting that archery just can't top. When you're taking 350, 400 yard shots, yeah, um, I don't. Like I don't care if you stink, whatever. That's that. That's a, that's not part of it. Yeah. But you know, judging your wind speed and put you know those bigger th picture things come into yeah. play. And yeah. uh, and I've had that conversation with people, and they say, "Oh man, archery is so much tougher than rifle." I can't say that. It's just it's, different. It's a yeah. It's a different type of tough. Like you're, it, it's yeah, it's just different. You, it's it's hard to compare the two because, like you said, the skill set. It's different with yeah. But best shot I ever made in my life. Um, my my dad and I went out and uh, we were elk hunting. I had uh, I had drawn a permit up there for bull, and uh, we were. It it feels like we were really far back in. We probably were, maybe like three and a half four miles off the road, but it, it seemed a lot further because of the conditions. Yeah. We, uh, it was like really blizzarding, but it wasn't cold enough for it to stick. So the ground was just mud, shit, gumbo. 
and it was it was that kind of real clingy mud. Yeah. Where each step, your your sole of your boot would grow by an inch. Oh yeah, you just you kept know? getting heavier yeah, and heavier. Man. And uh, <laughs> so, I I had a uh, I had my three thirty eight Win Mag, which I would typically not shoot a deer with. That's to, I mean you can. It's just yeah. That's I have the two forty three for deer, but uh, I had that three thirty eight Win Mag, which is a lot of fucking gun. Yeah. But uh. I, we came up over this hilltop, and uh, there was four muleys, four bucks, and uh, my dad ranged them, and it was it was like three hundred on the dot. So I threw my backpack down, and they took off running. And I, I slid up into that backpack, and my dad was like, "Are you gonna shoot?" And I said, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay, three twenty, three thirty, three forty, three fifty, three sixty," and I I pulled the trigger right at three sixty. And double lung that first butt. Wow. And he made it about 25, 30 yards. And uh, we we ranged where I hit at 364 yards. Nice. Is, is where I hit him. And uh, on the run. How heck yeah. In in front of my dad. And, <laughs> in front was, of my, and, dad. and my dad goes, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah. And he goes. I can't believe you took that shot. I said, me neither. And he goes, fuck, I can't believe you hit him. I said, yeah, me either. And he goes, you couldn't do it again. And I said, I don't have to. I don't have to. That's it. So we, uh, yeah, we went, we, we, we boned it out right there. And, uh, I, I put that pack on and carried it out. And, uh, you know, muleys up north are. Oh yeah. They they're big. They're big bodied. Yeah. You know, Whitetails up up north are too. Yeah, people always think the whitetails and muleys are like a big size difference. They're really not. It's just geographically, deer up north tend to be bigger because they have to deal with the harsher winter. Yeah, yeah. You look at some of the, the Iowa whitetails and the yeah, uh, and Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah, they get shit, huge you up see there. Big whitetails, yeah. deer from Saskatchewan. But uh, we we bone that deer out, and between the meat and the head, and uh, my dad carried my gun. I carried the meat, and uh, I, I took the head. And uh, we were we were walking out, and I was fucking dying. I'm just sweating bullets, you know. And it's like 30 degrees probably. And I, I mean, I'm just the mud is on my boots, and I'm just it's, yeah. It was rough. And I mean, it, we weren't like we were in the Bull Mountains, which isn't like the Rockies. It's, yeah. it's like a satellite uh, range, and they're not super high in elevation, but it's it's like. It's some rough country. I mean, it really is. It's a lot of up and down. And uh, we got about halfway out. My dad said, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to stop and rest. And I said, I'm, uh, I can't. And yeah, he was like, you, you stop. You're he probably said, not you're going gonna, gonna, gonna to do the whole thing in one push. And I said, if I take this pack off, I'm not putting it back on. And uh, so I just kept plugging. And he took a break. And, and I beat him to the truck by about 10 minutes. And uh, I took that pack off. And... Uh, I was toast. Oh, you know, yeah. He, he drove home, and uh, we we got to his house, and we weighed that pack, and it was 83 pounds. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I was, I mean, I was fucking dying. Dude. Oh, yeah. The, the, those army guys that you see overseas with all their shit, my heart goes out to those Oh, guys, yeah, when they're out there rucking, yeah. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, couldn't, man. Couldn't, I couldn't do it intentionally. Man. Hunting's a different story. Then it's and it's a, a different set of rules. But just yeah. the pleasure pack? No, 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 not my thing. There, yeah, there's some people that will do that for fun. Like 
I'll, I'll do it to go hunting. Yeah, but yeah. there's some people that go backpacking in the mountains just to go backpacking, like, and they and they carry all that. Like what? See, I enjoy backpacking. I do. Yeah. You know, uh, I went in August. I went up and we did uh, like 36 miles in three days. Yeah. But I have to be able to fish. Like I can't just yeah. backpack to take pictures. I have to have like exactly. I would do it to go fishing, or I would do it to go hunting. Yeah. But. And that's, that's yeah. what I went and fly fished and I didn't catch a goddamn thing, but I went, <laughs> put it, put the miles on. Yeah. May, May went with me on that trip, man. Yeah. And that little girl, her little paw pads were all tore up, man. I had to, you know, yeah. put that glue shit on them and that, uh, that musher's pal, I think is what it's called. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like a coating. That they, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a wax. It's, it's, it's a, it smells great, but, uh. Yeah, man, that stuff is. It's like it's like uh, like bag ball. Okay, yeah, but for dog feet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that the tenacity and that little adrenaline <laughs> wire, man. She climbed up a, a an avalanche, the scree pile. Yeah, she, she climbed up all that shit on her own. I was like, oh, ass back down here. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the things I wanted to point out is, uh, and we haven't we haven't drank this yet. We just pulled the uh, the top off. Is this is meat eater whiskey? And I don't know how many of you are hunters. I hope all of you. But this is uh, Steve Ranella. It's it's his it's his whiskey. And I think that at this point in time, where we're at today, that Steve Ranella, probably not the best hunter in the world, but the most important. Yeah, he's. he's He's brought a lot of uh, um, of publicity to the to conservatorship to the hunting community and to With show the positive it. sides. He yeah. does it all the right way. Yeah, the guy is just uh, a phenomenal human being. And uh, if you go check out their website, I think it's a uh, meateater.com, I think. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, once again, I'm a foodie. I love to eat and. They have oh, a whole yeah. whole section of their website is all recipes. If you and like that to cook, guy's a hell of a cook. From yeah. what I can tell, I would like to, I'd like to have dinner with him. Oh yeah, it'd be great because yeah. I mean some of the, uh, I, I'd like to try a lot of the recipes they've had. Well, I, I have, man. I, I've done a few of his recipes here at the house. Yeah, haven't had one go bad. That's good. And uh, well, see, okay. So here's the thing with with hunting, and then some people, some there are some people out there that 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 think hunting is bad or think that. We shouldn't be killing an animal or whatever, but in 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 our society now, some of the new big things that they try to say for your healthy diet is that you know grass fed organic beef is one of the the new yeah. healthy things to eat. But if you which look is, at it, which is great, but yeah, nothing it, is healthier than wild game. Well, you think of a wild game; it's free range. It's lived its whole life free to range wherever it wants. It's Organic fed because it's only eating what grows in the wild. Yeah, no one's going out there and, and feeding it antibiotic free because it's never had a medication yeah, in its no, life. No preservatives in the meat. So no steroids to make them bigger. Exactly. You look at a chicken breast in yeah. Europe versus a chicken breast in the states, and no. it's like four times the size over yeah. here. That's not because we have big chickens. That's because we're steroiding the shit out of our birds. Well, and, it, and that's the thing. It's like so it's. Well, we do have big chickens, but it's because we're pumping them full of shit to make them big, so <laughs> companies can make a profit. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So, wild game is is the the best organic, free range, antibiotic free, steroid free and, and meat people, you can get. And people talk about killing is like this bad thing. I hate to burst your bubble, 
But wild animals don't die of old age. It doesn't happen. No. They die. They get killed by a predator or a disease. Or they don't have a peaceful way to slip off into yeah, the exactly. sunset, man. They, they, the most humane way for them to die is by a well-placed shot. And it, really, it just is. That's kind of the that's the blunt truth of it. It really is, though, because yeah, a deer isn't gonna die of old age. They're gonna like a wolf or a coyote or a mountain lion is gonna jump out of a tree and bite it on the neck. Yeah, and uh, and that's nature, and and I understand that that happens. Yeah, but I, I also am of the opinion that we are part of nature. And yeah. granted, we're we're technologically a little more, little more advanced than a bear yeah. or, or whatever, but they're more physically yeah. evolved than we are. I just, I just, uh, I look at it as it's our rung on the ladder. Yeah. We're, we're not the masters of everything. We're just a piece of it. Yeah. We're part of the pie and, and. That's the thing. And, and here's the thing. If you, if you go into the woods or if you go into the, into the water, if you go, say you go swimming in the ocean. You're part of the food chain. You are part of the food chain, whether who, you want to admit it or not. People who get bit by sharks in the ocean, like, I feel bad for them to yeah. a point, but at the same time, like, you knew that sharks were there. Yeah. If you go up into the Rocky Mountains in Montana and a grizzly bear attacks you, yeah, I'm not going to say you shouldn't have been there, but you should know the risks before you go. Like, yeah. that's And, and the, the vast majority of, of attack victims... Don't really hold anything against the animal that went after him. It's just an animal being an animal. Yeah, yeah, and it's you're part of the you're part of the ecosystem at that point. And, yeah, and a lot of the attacks maybe could be prevented, but some of them can't. You know, it's just yeah. But it's it's one of those things that people kind of forget to that we're animals too, and just happens we may be more advanced in some ways, but physically, I would never want to go up against any kind of predator because no. <laughs> when it comes to predators, we're kind of going to go against a, a German Shepherd through a window. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, have you, we, have you ever run into a bear? No, uh, I've ran into some wild hogs before. Yeah, I had my first run in this past duck season. Oh, nice. But no, never a bear in the wild. And there's bears all over Arkansas, but I've never seen a, a bear here. But back home, I've run into more than my fair share. Yeah, I've, I've run into. Uh, Four black bears and three grizzlies. Yeah, the the grizzlies would be uh, uh, it would be one of those experiences that would be really awesome, but then terrifying at the same time. So, uh, my encounters the the scariest one was the black bear. Yeah. So, and I don't know how much truth there is to this. I'm I'm sure that there's a lot, but they say that if a grizzly attacks you, it's defensive in nature. Um, most, most likely, yeah. I mean, you're always going to get the oddball, but, uh, it's defensive in nature. And once you're lo- no longer a threat, they're going to leave you alone. So yeah. they're probably going to rip your butt cheek off, maybe fuck up your ribs. Yeah. But you, you're actually probably going to survive. No, not a hundred percent of the time. You know, as I know, a guy just lost his life up in Montana a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, he was a shed hunter last year. A couple people were killed by grizzlies. Um, but for the most part, a grizzly attack, they're going to stop once you are no longer. Yeah, they tell you to lay down and, and cover your head. Cover your and, vitals and, and hope for the best. Yeah. But a black bear, grizzlies aren't really scared of people. No. 
black bears are. They have a natural defensive of people. So if one attacks you, either A, it's starving to death and it like yeah. needs to eat, or it's fucked up in the head. Yeah. And it's either way, they're going to kill you. So a black bear attack, although as a not not as harsh of an animal as a grizz, yeah. they're they're going to kill you. They if you lay down and play dead, it's just they're gonna kill you faster. Yeah. So if a black bear attacks you, you fight with everything you got. You bite, kick, scream in their ear, whatever you gotta do, man. <laughs> Pull Mike Tyson <laughs> and bite him on the ear. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you fight back until you you prove to them that whatever you have to offer is not worth what they're gonna lose. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, my dad and I, most of my story, most of my outdoor stories are with my dad, but we were, <laughs> we were, uh, up in this area called the West Boulder Meadows up there and we were hiking out and we were not really far from the trailhead. We had, we had camped for a couple of days, had a just monster bull moose, like 10 feet outside our tent the one morning when we woke up. Yeah. Uh, which are dangerous as shit in their own right. Oh yeah. But, uh. There's more people killed by moose every year than than bears. Yeah, def- definitely. Up in, in Alaska yeah. and up in, the, in Canada and all that. But yeah, we we were about probably a quarter mile from the trailhead on the way out, and there was this black bear on the trail. And usually they'll just run off. Yeah, but this one didn't. Like I won't say he was aggressive, but he definitely wasn't scared. And we had like an hour long standoff with this bear and we were i'd say at first because you know the trail is not straight it's winding yeah. and we had come around the corner and my dad was probably 10 yards ahead of me when we were walking and uh i come around the corner my dad like, stop Just stop <laughs> and he's he's like and i'm like what like, and uh he look and i'm like eight. Oh, okay like, yeah. i was a little kid and uh my dad's like, look, and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, it's a fucking bear. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that bear was locked on us. Like, it was, like, sizing us up. And, uh, so we backed away. We did everything you're supposed to. We're yelling at it. You know, we're not yell- aggressively yelling. just letting it know that yeah. we're there, that we know it's there. And, uh, we backed up, but we didn't want to get out of sight of it. Yeah. So we backed up, I don't know how many yards away we got, you know. We got far enough away to where we felt semi-safe, and my dad is like, I need you to go and get a stick about the size of a baseball bat. Because my dad never carried pistols. And this is like, I won't say it's pre-bear spray, but it's yeah, it's pre-mass like bear spray. You know, you, now you can go buy it anywhere, but this yeah. is like... Maybe you could get it like specialty camping stores, but like yeah, no, nobody carried. Wasn't as as available. Yeah. yeah, like no, it was you just never even heard about it. Yeah, and I'm sure like Fish and Game probably had it, but you know most campers did. Yeah, but uh, so I did. I went you know not far, and I got him in a tree branch about the size of a Louisville Slugger, <laughs> and I'm like, my dad's gonna fight a bear. <laughs> this and is gonna we, be awesome. <laughs> and we had like an hour long standoff with this bear before it finally moseyed off. And Probably lost interest in guys. Yeah, but it, it didn't like run off or anything, man. It, it took its time. You just got bored and left. And, we, <laughs> and that is the only time I can say that I've been like rattled. Uh, I, I ran into, I was uh, backpacking. I won't say backpacking because I know you don't like it. <laughs> no, I, I was I was going through Yellowstone and uh, 
I came up over a hilltop and, and I bumped a grizz, a big boar, mm. and uh, he was chewing on a spike elk. Oh, man. And, uh, I mean, I was probably 20 yards away. And, I mean, there was just no knowing it, you know. The whole went, oh, yeah. it up. <laughs> Dude, I, I got, like, two super blurry pictures with my Canon sure shot, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, it was one of those things where, like, and I just, and I, I, I got the fuck out of there. But that, and that bear looked at me. Like, he, he stopped what he was doing, and, and I mean, I was close enough to see, like, the strings of blood coming off his jaw. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude, I, I booked it. And I didn't run or anything. I didn't, you know, I, I, I kept my, yeah. uh, kept my, your uh, my situational awareness. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I didn't shit my pants until I got back to the truck. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did, man. I, I fucking, I, 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 I got out of there as fast as I could without being fast. Yeah. And uh, oh, I did. I, I, yeah. That would be. That'd it be was. Scary. It was. Uh, it really wasn't that bad though. Like he didn't even stand up. He just looked at me, and then he just went back to. He was like, oh, "Yeah, well, you're I'm not eating, gonna do anything." What I'm eating's better than you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Good on you, bro. Good elk. Yeah. But he was. He was cool. He was a big boy. Man. And other than that, the ones I, I've I've never. Uh, I can't even say that I've, like, run into them. Like, I've seen them, like, from the road, basically. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's one, I guess, I don't know, a benefit of being around here. We really don't have the the big predators. Like, there's mountain lions here and there. They're, yeah, fishing game won't say it, but there are. And there's black bears, but they're, they're people rarely see them. Yeah. You know, so. You know, you know Joe? Yeah. Did I tell you about him running into that black bear? Nuh-uh. He was up there scouting deer areas and uh he didn't take his pistol and uh <laughs> he bumped a black bear and uh all he had was a walking stick so he started hitting the ground with it <laughs> like, that, don't challenge the thing just yell and get out of there dude. Yeah, oh like, man shit yeah it was like, <laughs> you don't know what you're doing buddy yeah oh man yeah but he said he said his butt puckered up quick. Oh, I bet. Because his wife had his pistol. It was in it was in whatever vehicle she was in that day. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten it. So, personal defense for bears. What's your caliber of choice? Ooh. Because I've I've had this argument with a lot of people over the years. Yeah. And uh, the best gun you can have is the one that you have with you. Exactly. But. Um. I would say I don't really have a bear defense pistol just because really I haven't needed one. Um, when we went to when I went to uh, Colorado and and Wyoming to hunt, I have my my Taurus Judge pistol and I loaded it's forty five long Colt. No, I loaded it up with three inch Magnum. Oh, did you uh, slugs? Slugs the the four ten slugs with it because they're they're way more powerful than a forty five Colt. So forty five Colts are uh, like it's a big bullet, but it's not much behind. It's it. It's big and slow. It's yeah. like a like a bowling ball. Yeah. It's really it's ballistically it's about the same as a forty five ACP. Really. So that I I have that talk with people, um, a lot who are not. Uh, and I can't even like they're just single up in, in yeah. Grizzly area. Yeah. So they'll they'll well you know you want a forty five ACP and I'm like that's like one of the worst guns you can have. Yeah, I mean I, I've known and some then people. They, they, oh yeah, but with hollow points I'm like that's, that makes it even worse. Yeah. Like, it, it's just I've heard a few people taking like ten mils 
Uh, so that's actually becoming more more and more popular is the ten mils, and yeah. I, and I under, and I mean I, I get the theory behind it. I I can't say that I subscribe to. I don't it. know about for a grizzly, but well, the thing is, and and you got to think about it like this. And I'm not defending it. I'm just yeah. saying from a because I carry a 44. Yeah, I, I'm I carry a Smith and Wesson 329 PD with Buffalo bores. Yeah, and uh, I would I've gambled my life on that gun more times than I can count. That is my. When yeah. I go into bear territory, that's the gun I have. And I was between that and a a a, a four fifty four Casul. Yeah. Um, I opted for the forty four because it was an extra round. Yeah, the four fifty four is only a five shot. A five it. shot versus a six shot, and uh, I liked that the three twenty nine PD had a four inch barrel, whereas yeah. I was looking at the Alaskan and it's got a like a two inch and a one and seven eighths inch barrel. Yeah. So. Uh, I like accuracy. Yeah, and I, I mean, in the when the shit's hitting the fan, and you know, you got. Yeah, I don't know how accurate how accurate really gonna be, <laughs> but I know with that forty four, I've shot at an air compressor at hundred yards and hit it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I could do that with a, a shorty. Yeah, a little snub nose. Yeah, but I, I like the gun. It's it's like twenty six ounces. It's a great backpacking gun. Well, see, that's the thing too. Like that. Revolver versus semi-auto, and some people will say it's semi-auto. You have more higher capacity, but when's the last time you ever saw a revolver jam? <laughs> well, and so the when, thing is, man, and and not because I carry a, a Glock forty three as my my concealed carry gun. Yeah, and uh, today's autos are they're on par with the revolvers. They, they've yeah. come far. They're you know. For a long time, I carried a Springfield XD. Yeah. Um, I carry the Glock. I have a Shadow Systems that I've never had an issue with. Yeah. Uh, none. I I can't say that any problem that I've ever had with any of my guns has been the gun's fault. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's if if I've ever had one not cycle, it's because I was limperist in it. And uh, if I've ever had one not go off, it's because the primer was dimpled and never shot. Yeah. And I've had that happen. Five or six times. The, the way I kind of look at it is, is like for my for an everyday carry or uh, self defense pistol. Most of the time, you're not going to be crawling around out in the woods, camping, being in the environment. If you're if you're backpacking on a hunting trip, you might fall into the river, or you might that's, get that's muddy true. or dirty, or it's true. that could it. cause induce a malfunction from that's, from that's the true. element. So that's true. But have you have you ever read up on the torture test that they did with the Glocks and with the Springfields? I have on uh, on the Glocks. Yeah, they they've really they read the one that they did on the XDs. Yeah. And, and and I like the XDs. They're a great gun. Uh, I don't like the trigger as much as I like on the. Yeah. Well, and that's not even true. I don't like a stock Glock trigger either. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, I've you got some work on mine, but. Uh, Regardless, twenty thousand round. They froze it. They drove it out and ran over it. They threw it off a six-story building. They That's awesome. Submerged. They did a chemical degreaser on it. Like they beat the shit out of that gun <laughs> and did not mount. The only thing that ever happened to it was like one of the sights broke off. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's but uh, the the thing I was gonna say is is so the ten mil versus because the, the smallest gun that I feel comfortable carrying into Grizzly Country is a forty one Remington Magnum. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't do anything less than that. I, the three fifty seven is not a, not an adequate caliber for Grizzlies. It's, no. just, it's just not. It's a great gun. It's good for Black Bear Country, Mountain Lion Country. Yeah, cool with that. Not Grizz. No, just not enough ass in the bullet. It, yeah, you you want something that's going to depart a lot of energy into the target, and it's. 
But the thing is, and the and the ten mil argument is, what's an average ten mil bullet? Uh, uh, one hundred and eighty grain, yeah, one hundred twenty grain, yeah, something like that, somewhere in there. Uh, so I shoot a two hundred fifty five grain, but that's because I shoot a three twenty nine, and it's a it's a lower recoil round since it's such a light gun. It, it doesn't, yeah, you know, it doesn't have quite the the ass behind it, but like. Your forty-four rounds are getting up in the three ten to three forty grain. Yeah, I've for shot, a, for, I've a, shot. for a, a hard cast bullet, not for a hollow point. Yeah, I've shot a, a three twenty uh, round soft nose out of them before. So let's talk follow-up shots. Okay. So with a ten mil, it's boom, 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 boom. Yeah. With a forty-four, it's not. No, you got you because especially the recoil with, and, and well, especially with. After your first shot, you're probably firing single action. Yeah. You're not going to cock the hammer every time. So your your trigger pull becomes that much more harsh. Yeah. You know, a little, a little more poundage on the pull, which affects your accuracy. Yeah. Um, now, when obviously, when the adrenaline's there, you're never going to notice anything. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, they're, they're, the argument could be made yeah. that the 10 mil is the better gun simply because... In the time that it takes you to take those shots with a forty-four, where you've got six rounds, now you got 12, 13 rounds of ten mil. That's true. Going down range. Yeah, so you, you can at probably probably a more accurate clip in that situation where you're shooting them as fast as you can shoot. Yeah. Well, and, and plus the, reload time. Like, like you were saying a while ago too, the best gun that you could take is the one that the you one have. The one that you have, and that's the thing too. Don't go buy a new gun. And take it into the woods. Yeah. Go to the range, get comfortable with it, because the last thing you want is to be in a situation where you need a gun and then have a gun that you are not familiar with. Exactly. That's the thing. If you have it, you train with it. That way, it's muscle memory. You don't have to think about what you're doing. Yeah. Because in a, in a stressful situation, like a, in an animal attack, you're not going to be able to think. You're going to have to react. Yeah, it's just pure, and, pure gut instinct at that point. So anything that you can effectively deploy without thinking about it and with, with anything that you've trained on is going to be your best option delete take a break Go. and cut now it's recording all right i like these microphones man they're they're pretty pretty cool little creation how do you like that chair I feel like I'm going to break it every time I sit in it. That chair has got to be like 70 years old. I mean, like I, I think I'm not I, small. So. <laughs> I think it, I told you how I got that, right? Uh-uh. My great-grandma died in, uh, I want to say, oh, oh 08? Yeah. Summer, summer of 08. And uh, that was one of the things I got. When she passed. So this is 2022, and that thing was old as shit. I mean, look <laughs> now at, I feel look, bad if look, I broke look, it. Look at that thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it's straight out of like 1955. Oh, yeah. It's probably from the <laughs> from the baby boom. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, I got that, and I got my freezer out of that. Oh, okay. Have I told you the story of my, my hunting freezer? Your hunting freezer? Are you talking about... I think I heard that story about... You getting almost arrested for murder? Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, when I, when I used to live in, in Las Vegas, I went home to Montana every hunting season and I, I went up there and, uh, didn't come back until I had gone and done and hunted everything I wanted to. Yeah. So I felt bad. I, I was dating this girl named Jamie. We lived together and, uh. I, f I would go to Afghanistan, and then I would come home to Vegas, and I'd be home, like, a couple days. And then I would go to Montana for, like, a month and a half to go, <laughs> to go hunting. And she was cool. She was understanding about the whole thing. But I, uh, <laughs> I went up there, and I shot an elk and a deer and some pheasants and a turkey. And uh, there were several fish. Yeah. Well, I my freezer that I have in, in my garage today was one of the things I got from my great-grandma when, when she had passed. Yeah. My dad and I hauled it up the stairs. It's a heavy motherfucker. It's like the size of a 64 Bonneville's trunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, it's an old General Electric. Yeah. Still running like a champ. Oh, yeah. You know, they don't make they, them like they used to. No. There, there's a lot of those old freezers that you still plug them in. They still... <laughs> Come right in, yeah. Was that me? Or you? That was that was you. Oh, fucking Robin Hood! Fuck you. My stops are down. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I uh, I had gone home and and uh, shot an elk and a deer and all this other animals. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I had a full. My freezer was full. And then I went to Afghanistan. Yeah. And I got back, and. Uh, this is like July in Vegas. Yeah. And it was like. I think the battery died for their lights. Oh, yeah. Either that or they timed out. I don't know. That was weird how they did it at the same time, though. Yeah. There's got to be the battery. What? That was weird. That's amazing. That was really strange. It was. They went off at the exact same second. Well, whatever. So, uh, okay. Was there something with a with a cat? Oh, I'll get to that. Oh, okay. I'll get to that. But yeah, no, yeah, I did forget that part. So, uh, so, uh, this cat, uh, and I'm not, I'm not a cat person. I don't, I don't like cats in general yeah. they're just not my favorite thing and uh it died about i had like two weeks left in afghanistan and, and i don't know why god helped me for doing this i don't know why we did it i told her just put it in the freezer and i'll take care of it when i get home because she was she was losing it you know yeah she, you know she was a cat person anyway so she shoved it in the nike box put it in the freezer <laughs> So I get home and it's like day three and I'm already, you know how it is when you're yeah. overseas, like you're always busy and then you get home and there's like nothing to do. Yeah, so you're just finding shit to do. So I'm cleaning out my garage and this is like July in Vegas. It's like 120 fucking degrees. Yeah. And I'm cleaning out my garage and, uh, whatever. It goes great. The garage looks great. It's like a week goes by and we had gone to Smith's grocery store and uh they had these like 10 pound hams on sale man and uh 
got this ham and got back to the house and putting foot putting groceries away so i got i'm taking the ham to the freezer and i'm going through the house man i'm doing the heisman pose i'm a fucking cool guy <laughs> and i get out there and i open up that freezer lid and it it the, the it's putrid just oh the, man the smell yeah. of rotten meat is just like a mike tyson punch to the face oh man and uh i go walking back in and i'm like hey I don't know what the fuck happened. I think I unplugged the freezer when I was sweeping behind it. So, but you got to put the broom or you got to put the, uh, the ham here in the freezer in the house. And she starts crying. And I'm like, what? Like, like it sucks. Yeah. But like, cause it was, it was all the, all the wild meat and that's yeah. where my head's at. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's okay. Like I'll get an elk next year. It's like, I mean, it's, sucks but yeah we'll get through it and she goes but what about my cat and i was like oh fuck <laughs> cat i forgot this thing was ever alive <laughs> right yeah so uh i go back out there and uh I, I put on like the shittiest old basketball shorts and the shittiest shoes and the shittiest shirt and uh i got i got those like Big ass yard waste garbage bags, like the fucking fifty gallon yard waste garbage yeah. bags. And uh I pull out that Nike box with that cat in it and I like scoot it over to the side of the garage <laughs> and I just start pulling out this rotten meat. And it had been unplugged for like over a week. Oh yeah. I mean it was nasty as fuck. And I pulled all that meat out and put it in garbage bags and threw it in the back of my truck. And uh dude, there was like Probably three inches of like, oh, blood yeah. and and like gel and shit in the bottom of that freezer. So, uh, I uh, it's dark, you know, it's like ten p.m. Yeah, but it's like still hot as shit, and I'm trying to figure out where the fuck I'm gonna put this meat. Yeah, what, what am I gonna do with all this rotten? Yeah, and and meat? it's like it's like a thousand pounds of rotten meat. <laughs> so uh, I end up going to the park. <laughs> go to the city park. And uh man, there's like families playing softball and shit with the fucking big old lights on. And yeah. Here I am heaving these bloody bags into this garbage can and I'm not thinking anything of it. But all of a sudden there's like flashing lights. And I'm like This doesn't, this doesn't look good. And I look over and there's Boy, like, what's going on? And there's like people <laughs> on the like with the fingers through the chain link like <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Cops show up. They think they caught Dexter. <laughs> and, yeah, like they, uh, and I'm like, guys, it's, it's it's labeled. It's all like, it's elk burger and fucking deer tenderloin. Like just, yeah. So they, they, they said, you can't put this meat here. Like this is not, like this is biohazard. And I was like, what do you want me to do? Like. I can't throw it in my dumpster. Garbage day's Thursday. It's like a Monday night. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> what a- Just keep going, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they left. They let me be. Did uh, did they pull their weapons and cuff you or anything like that? They, they didn't. And I think that it's because... <sighs> I don't know why. I don't, I don't have a reason why they didn't. They, shockingly, (laughs) 
<laughs> the boys in blue were good to me. Oh man, they, they were cool. They were understanding. I think they were more shocked than anything. But they did look at the packages that said like, "Oh, yeah, burger," you know. But uh, anyway, then I had to call the mobile crematory service to come pick up that cat, <laughs> and I got it cremated. Oh I'm man, sure, I'm sure it's in a it's probably still in a Nike box. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but anyway. So tell me about your longest shot. So, it's definitely not my longest shot. It's best probably shot. Best my, shot. My, I feel like to this day, my most impressive shot. On a small game, this chair's squeaking a little bit. Yeah, it's up against that two by four. Oh, okay. I said we're in a shed, guys. Give us a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my, my most impressive shot, I was... You're gonna get a kick out of this. So I, I was a teenager, ah, uh, probably 15 or 16, something like that, and uh, it was with an air rifle. With that that same air rifle, I shot my first squirrel with. Old reliable. Old reliable. Uh, we lived on a farm, so we'd we'd get we'd get mice that would come in the house every once in a while, right? Yeah. And we had this mouse that kept getting into shit in our kitchen. <laughs> and uh but you know we'd set a mouse trap this sucker was smart i feel bad about it now because this mouse was like little bojangles from it was, it was what, the Stuart little is that the, the name of the something pro yeah the little Stuart little yeah but we was set the little up, mouse that they made the movie about yeah and they drove a little yeah. car and all that yeah 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 killed Stuart little <laughs> <laughs> we'd set a, a mouse trap and he would either eat the bait off the trap without setting it off or like set the trap off somehow and then eat the bait off of it. And it's like we couldn't catch him. Well, he got started getting brave and he would come out with the lights on. He would come out of his like little hole. Well, he came out. I set some bait out. I baited this mouse and I said, I told my dad. I said, I bet you could shoot him. And my dad's like, Not a fucking chance. <laughs> Not a chance. It's like, all right, we're gonna see what we can do. So I put some like peanut butter on a cracker out in the, in the kitchen floor. And this mouse comes out. So I'm sitting at the dining room table with my air little, rifle. One of those little Lance snack pack. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I'll, just, I'll shoot this mouse with, with my pellet gun right here. And uh, you think of equivalently, uh, the, uh, like a pellet. It's like shooting a deer with an elephant rifle. Yeah, that's, a, that's big. That's a, yeah. But no, so I pull, I, I take aim on this mouse and he sees me or the movement startles him or something. He takes off running back to his hole across and I follow and boom, shoot and hit this mouse double lung <laughs> with Jesus an air rifle Christ. on the run. It's only about... With with a witness? With a witness. Yes. With my dad sitting there. Better. In front of my dad. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, holy shit, you hit that mouse. But yeah, run it uh, across the, across you, across the like, kitchen. You're damn right. They damn right I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Oh. But yeah, so I still, I think that's probably most, most shooting that's a mouse nice. on the run. That's impressive. You know, there's tiny, so it might be about the equivalent to a, to a deer at 200 yards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think about it. It's, yeah. Yeah. So... I did, uh, when I went on my uh, pronghorn hunt in Wyoming a couple years ago, I shot a, a buck out there. I think it was 265 when we, when we uh, uh, ranged him. I think that's probably my farthest. Yeah. That's a shot, for, man. Yeah. Dude, you know, anything over 200 is, 
that's that's yeah, it's impressive. And 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 I and I got to be honest, and I'm not, you know, it's just where I grew up. Most of my shots have been at between two and three hundred. Yeah, the, the vast majority of my shots on anything have been between two and three hundred, and it's just the way shit works out yeah. there. That's I think that's pretty much the same thing everybody can say. And I've I, I shot a deer at like fifteen yards with thirty out six one time. Yeah, and it was my dad's gun, and uh, <laughs> the deer didn't act like it was hit, and it just moseyed over the hill, and my dad was like, "How?" the fuck did you miss? And I was like, I didn't miss. I hit that thing <laughs> just right in the boiler room, man. Yeah. And he's like, that deer wasn't hit. Yeah. And we go over and he's dead. Right oh, but man. Yeah, I mean, he didn't act hit at all. Oh, just wow. Straight pass through, you know. Yeah. The, I really, maybe from that close of range, I don't know, maybe the bullet the bullet didn't perform like it was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, but... I, don't, I don't think uh, Federal Premium builds their bullets for 15-yard shots. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Nosler partitions. That's, yeah. uh, that's some old reliable. That's the best bullet in the world as far as I'm concerned. We and use the partitions that, for, for elk and, and mule deer a yeah, lot, man. I, uh, I have shot, I would say 99% of my animals with a partition, whether it's the 243 or a 3030 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We use, uh, the Nosler ballistic tip, um, it performs more like a hollow point for like for whitetail and coyote and stuff like that. It, yeah. it doesn't. It's basically the same as the partition, except it doesn't have the partition. It's mm. more of a just a a soft a lead core. Yeah. yeah. So it mushrooms out a lot bigger. It expands more. Some of them, depending on what kind of game you hit, it'll it'll fragment and stuff yeah. too. But see, I, I and uh, I know a lot of people are big Acubon guys now, and I'm yeah. not. I, I shot a. Uh, I shot a deer with that three thirty eight yeah. with an, with a one eighty grain acupond in it, and that bullet grenaded. Yeah, and uh, on a, on a large animal, you don't you don't want that. You want the well, you want it to stay intact or it, it away. ruined a lot of meat. Yeah, I, I found I found uh, a lot of uh, bullet fragments, and I hit that deer. It was quartered towards me, and yeah. I hit it right in the in the front shoulder. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I found bone fragment from because it hit it hit it just blew that shoulder apart, and I found bone fragment. But I also found pieces of bullet in the thigh. Oh wow! And that, that kind of pissed me off. It's a partition I've never had. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, that's a great bullet. The uh, usually for my hunting ammo, we we do reload some ammo, but most of the time, like for my my three hundred short mag, and and then even on um. Couple other rifles I shoot. I always get the the Winchester Supreme, the black box, and they mm-hmm. use Nosler bullets on there. Yeah, and their loads. And I've always had great luck with them. They've always performed really well. Yeah. So You uh, you like hunting with the kids? Oh yeah. Uh, the last, actually, the last couple of years, my kids have taken deer, and I haven't. But I've been there God, with them, putting them on the deer. It's it's great though. Like I think I get just as excited with oh, yeah. them. Yeah. And uh. My son, he uh, last year. It's funny. He'll get up. He'll get up to go hunting, and you but you can't get him up to go to school. But he'll get up to go at four o'clock in the morning and go hunting. I, I can relate, man. <laughs> it's hard for me to get up early to go to work, but man, if you yeah, we're going hunting. I'll be. I'll get up and I'll make you breakfast. <laughs> Shoot, yeah. So he uh, yeah, he got a pretty nice whitetail this last year, and uh, 
What is the uh, hunting age in Arkansas? I have to look it up, but I think... So, I know for the youth hunt, because they have a youth hunt now, it's usually the weekend before the main season starts, and that has a, a minimum limit of five. But you have to be with with a, an adult. You can, They can't hunt by themselves. Yeah, they have yeah, to be yeah. with a, an adult. Um, Man, I couldn't be a match being five years old going, like, actually going hunting. Oh, I, 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 I remember sitting on a deer stand by myself when I was, like, seven. No shit. And, uh, yeah, you can't do that in Montana. Well, I think at the time, well, I don't think you could I don't, at the time when I did it either. But I know here, <laughs> I know here, uh, if you have your hunter's education course and you have your ID card, mm. you can hunt by yourself. And, but, and I think they have a, I think you can get it when you're 10 or something like that here. Um, but like any, any other time, you're supposed to be within arm's reach of an adult, basically. Yeah. But, so but I took my first deer alone at when I was nine. Did you really? Yeah. I, I think, and I, I would have to brush up on this, but when I went through hunter safety, you could go through hunter safety at 10 Yeah. and then hunt at 11, but you had to be with an adult till you were, I think, 15. And oh, then, you, wow. then you could do your own thing. So you're like, and the, and I'd have to look it up. It may have changed, but yeah, that was the whole point of the, your hunter's ed card here originally was that way you could hunt alone. But I, my dad, he, he was the old school. He grew up hunting his whole life. And, yeah. And I remember him taking us to a deer stand, putting us on a stand. I was seven, eight years old, and it's two o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. Here, climb this tree, sit up there with your rifle. I'll be back at dark. And then he would just leave, and you sit there. Half the day by yourself, then then everything, every twig you hear yeah, yeah. is a bear. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I go through that today. Yeah. When I'm out in the woods and it's like pre-dawn. Yeah. You know, when, when you're out there in your tree stand and uh, yeah, I, I, I go through it today. Yeah. I'll hear something. I'm like, what the fuck is that? What's, yeah. But uh, I, I saw my first hog deer hunting this year. Okay, yeah. But it was, I mean, it was a ways off. There was no way I was getting a shot. But, uh, and I had never seen a hog before. Oh, okay. You know, I'd seen, like, farm pigs. Yeah. But I'd never, and I was like, what the fuck is that thing? Oh, they're and, evil uh, looking. They're, they're, oh, they're hairy, yeah, they're, ugly. They're terrifying. Uh, and, and that's the thing is, so that one caught me off guard, but it was, I was in a tree stand. It wasn't, like, a scary situation. Duck hunting, I bumped two giant fucking hogs. Yeah. And uh, and all I had was my 12-gauge loaded with fucking duck shot. Yeah. And uh, Huck, you know, he's he'll kill anything. He's like, fucking cool, let's do this. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, sit down. Yeah. Leave him alone. <laughs> and he's looking at me like, what are you doing? Shoot that shit. <laughs> and they were only probably 40 yards off. Oh, wow, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not, and I'm not that worried about me getting attacked. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know why. I just, I don't, I don't feel like that threatened. But I was really worried about him. Yeah. You know, about about them getting my dog. Oh yeah, so, there's uh, there's been several dogs. I mean, the people will raise hog dogs too to go. Yeah, hog yeah, yeah. Catch dogs and shit. Yeah. But yeah, they'll they kill dogs all the time. Well, after after that, I started carrying my 44 out there too. Just yeah. just on the fucking off chance that. You know, because I don't, when I get out there, when I'm putting decoys out, I let him do his thing. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, because he, he gets excited, and when dogs get excited, they shit. So he goes finds a place to shit, and then he wants to go explore stuff, and I don't care. Yeah. You know, I'm, we're on an island. There's nobody else out there. Um, so I... I I, I I have always till this point felt pretty safe that yeah. the worst thing he's gonna run into is maybe a skunk. Yeah. <laughs> which which has happened. Yeah. <laughs> but uh really wasn't too worried about anything until those hogs showed up and then I was like, Shit. I yeah. gotta I really gotta start packing a pistol out here just in case. So I I, I took my forty four with me the other rest of the season. Yeah. Because if yeah, something happened to him, man. I mean that's not that's not I'm, a bad I'm practice. I mean, I usually even here. I'll I'll carry my forty five with me if I'm anywhere where I think there's hogs. Just just to have a backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like I say, I never. You know, and I've been going out there for now three years now. Yeah, and uh, never had seen a track. Never had seen anything. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man, they're just they expand so quick. Yeah, they do. They well, I mean, they'll have a litter. And it's they'll have like ten or fifteen piglets in a litter, and then they can they can have a litter every sixty days. No shit. Yeah. That, well, I, I did read that they go into heat right after giving birth. Yeah. And they I think they've reached like sexual maturity at like eight months or something. Yeah, like it's like six or eight months, and then they said like a a one a single sow can uh, produce. I want to say several hundred offspring, like they're. Or lineage, like the sow can produce well, her like, offspring. It's exponential. And then her offspring will have, you know, yeah. in like two years, it's like hundreds of hogs from one pig. Yeah, I, I did make a report to Fish and Game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anything will ever come of it, but I hope they... They have like they, uh, the whatever hog control thing that they do. I was going to try and get on that board. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a real. I mean, the the down in Texas, they've gotten really bad with yeah, with the hogs. Louisiana, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's not Texas is kind of the worst. But yeah, I was reading a deal where Montana's starting to get them now. And really, they, they historically have not had them, but uh, I would have thought it'd be too cold in, in the wintertime. Well, let me think about a lot of them are Russian wild boars. Oh, that's true. Yeah, bear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I I had read that they are getting them up there now, and uh, that's a shame. I do yeah. not want to see that. He's talking about taking kids hunting. Not, I, I got to tell you a story about hunting with Cooper. Oh, man. Cooper, okay. Cooper is my half-brother. He's a... Uh, we're different. <laughs> that, that, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. Y'all are, y'all are definitely different. We are not even remotely similar at all. <laughs> but uh, I had just... I got out of the Air Force in 08, so he would have been 10 years old. And we were uh, we were actually up in the same spot where I humped that deer out up in the Bull Mountains, and we were driving and we were talking and we didn't really know each other that well because you figure I joined the Air Force when he was three, yeah, and uh, got out and uh, <laughs> we were just bullshitting. And he calls me Eastwood, that's my middle name, and he said Eastwood, I got a question. So what's up? So why do we hunt the ducks or the buck? Sorry, why do we hunt the bucks instead of the does? And I said, well, it comes down to population control. This is kind of the root factor of it. Yeah. You know, if you shoot a buck, another buck will step in and have babies with the doe, 
and then the deer population really doesn't miss a beat. But if you shoot a doe, you shoot that doe and all the babies she will ever have. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then he said, uh, do they taste different? I said, yeah, they do. I said, it's not, you know, a huge difference. I said, but especially right now, it's the rut. And uh, the mate, which is mating season. I said, and the bucks are pumped full of testosterone because they're fighting and, and they're trying to get rights to have babies. And yeah. And he goes, uh, what's testosterone? <laughs> and I was like. Hitting you with the hard questions. Said, Shit. <laughs> so this is a, this is his dad's job to explain this stuff not me but i i mean I, I felt like i hit a home run with this i said it's a chemical produced by your body that turns you from a boy into a man and i was like fucking you know tee that one up that was that yeah. was great great explanation simple to the point yeah and he goes are you talking about hair on your balls <laughs> and i'm like i'm like shit and i said yeah kind of like, that's one thing it does. I said, but it does other stuff, too. And he was like, what? And now I'm scrambling. Oh, yeah. What and I'm like, you get pimples. <laughs> you know, you'll get taller. Your muscles will grow. Your voice will change. And he goes, my voice is going to change? I said, yeah, man. Here in a couple of years, it's going to get squeaky for a couple of days, and it'll change. And he goes, huh. I hope I don't end up with a stupid British accent. <laughs> And I, and I was like, holy shit, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, and this little 10-year-old's little, you know, yeah, little brain, silly yeah. putty mind, you yeah. know, that, that's where accents come from. Yeah. And, and I, didn't, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> but I just looked at him and I said, God, I hope you don't either, buddy. <laughs> uh, totally. But I mean, it, it does. Yeah. It makes sense. Oh. Now, all I said was his voice is going to change. Yeah. Didn't say how. <laughs> you have to tell him next time you see him, it's like, hey, at least you didn't end up with a British yeah. accent. <laughs> pip, pip, cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good time, man. We we had some fun up there. Oh, Coop. <laughs> we'll get him on here at some point. I had to see if we can come up with something with history with has to do with Video games, maybe. <laughs> yeah, techno music. Techno music. Yeah, you can talk about a rave. There we go. That EDC festival in Vegas. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be his heaven. <laughs> like uh, I say, he's not He's not a bad kid. He's just different than me. Probably. Polar opposites would be the good way to describe that. In every way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always, I always tell him. He used to watch that, watch that movie Twins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which one do you use, Danny DeVito? <laughs> I'll leave that up to interpretation. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, Willie was telling me they're remaking that with Kevin Hart. Oh, that would be funny. But it's got it's got Schwarzenegger and DeVito and Kevin Hart. And oh, he's really? Like the third twin. <laughs> but I've, I think he was fucking with me. I've tried they, to research this. They can do Kevin Hart and Shaq. That'd be great. That would be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it'd be wonderful. No. Oh, uh, are, do we want to try this Steve Rinella's whiskey? I got to pee again real quick. We oh, got to pee. I got a little, I got a little bladder, guys. <laughs> yeah, but then we are, we got to get the Rinella in there. So, yeah, since we, we were talking about hunting and fishing today, 
that's one thing I picked up this local uh, beer from a new brewery, and it's actually in my hometown. Uh, it's Point Remove Brewing Company. This is their Petit Jean Pilsner. It's uh, named after the Petit Jean Mountain and Petit Jean State Park here in Arkansas in Moralton. Uh, it's, it's got a big, uh, it's got a lodge at the top of it. It's got some hiking trails. You can stand on the cliff and see the whole Arkansas River Valley. Um, sounds, so, sounds lovely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they started this, the brewery there. It's, I've heard really good things about that brewery. Like it's just a, like beyond the beer being good. Yeah. I've heard that it's a really cool environment. Yeah. They have a, it's really one of these days is what we need to do is try to get them on the show. We need to go down there and maybe do, for a, it. do an episode and talk to them. Maybe we'll have to see if we can get a hold of them. I'm all for it. Because the, so the, the couple that owns the, the brewery, they also own a winery and that's how they actually got started. They started making homemade wine. Well, we know how we get on that wine. Oh yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> they expanded, they actually, uh, expanded the winery into the, the old, um, Coca-Cola plant in Moralton shut down. No shit. And then, so they, they moved into the Coca-Cola plant and started making wine. That's awesome, man. And then, uh, so do they now, have a, do they grow grapes and everything down there? Or yeah, or? they have the, they have a 1400 acre farm on, in the, on the Arkansas river over there. And they oh, grow, while we're down there, uh, interviewing, we'll also ask if we can hunt that property. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I bet they say no to that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can, we can, uh, make friends with them, but. But so yeah. the the Point Remove Brewing Company, so that's based off of there's a creek. It's called Point Remove Creek, and it flows through Moralton and uh, empties into the Arkansas River. Okay. And I grew up fishing that creek. The, really? Yeah. So I, I've been there hundreds of times. And that's so, awesome. So it's great because we would uh, we like to go catfishing a lot. So we would actually go fish in Point Remove Creek and catch our bait we'd catch perch and brim and stuff and yeah. actually use those as the bait for catfish then so we would just go catch our bait then just move a couple miles down into the uh to the Arkansas river for the catfish so that's good that's so, a uh, sustainable yeah <laughs> so uh, that, so here seeing the point removed that just brings back memories of going fishing with my dad that's good man yeah, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have one here in a few there you go yeah yeah, my dad don't drink. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drink with your dad. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, when when we went on that backpacking trip, my like I said, my dad really doesn't. He's just not a drinker. But uh, I think I've seen him drunk one time in my life, ever. Uh, but we went on that backpacking trip last August, and and we got quite a ways back into the Rockies. There, we were uh, we set up camp between these two lakes called Mutt and Jeff Lakes. Okay. And uh, that first night, and I didn't know he did. He had done this. He he backpacked in a bottle of uh, Maker's Mark, and uh, now my dad doesn't drink at all. But man, he definitely don't drink whiskey. Yeah. And he poured he poured them in these solo cups, and he took that first sip. And he, I thought I thought fuck, I'm gonna have to carry him out of here. He got red. <laughs> I mean, just not his not, not his, his thing, thing, man. He's yeah. got a. Yeah, he, he's not a, a drinker. And it, yeah, it totally caught him off guard. And he goes, oh. man, i been a while. <laughs> I was like, I'll take that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maker's Mark, I like it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's, it's lovely. But I uh, I want to try some of this. Yeah, we so definitely. As, as I said, this is Steve Rinella's whiskey. Uh, it is from, it is, it is 
the water is from uh, the Madison River in Ennis, Montana. Okay. It's it's bottled at a place called Willie's Distillery, which a lot of people, a lot of rumor going around that it's Willie Nelson's, but it's not. Oh, uh, okay. It's actually named after the founder of Ennis, William Ennis. Oh, uh, okay. But anyway, it's bottled there in Montana, so a little bit of that pride coming through. Okay. And then it's sent down to uh, Kentucky, where it is... It's not bottled in Montana. I'm 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 misspeaking. It's it's distilled in Montana. Yeah. And then it's aged and bottled in Kentucky. It's aged in white oak barrels in Kentucky and then bottled. Is it is it a oh it is a bourbon because I think it has to actually be aged and bottled in Kentucky uh, yeah. to be called a yeah. bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but it, either way, it's lovely. Yeah. I'm sure we haven't we have I haven't tried it yet. We're 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 getting to it, but. uh it's going to celebrate a little Steve Vernella. It says it pairs good with Moose Heart, which I have yet to try. Never had Moose Heart. I've had, I've had Deer Heart, and that's not bad. Yeah, a little no, chewy. I've never, I've never had Deer Heart either. I'm going to sip this water down so I can get a couple of fresh ice cubes in there. I got my Yeti right here with ice cubes. I'm let you fish your own out of there. Cooper got got me this meat eater uh, as a gift for my wedding, so thank you, Cooper. Wish you were here to try it. He's in the house, passed out. He helped me build some uh, raised bed gardens today, so it, it tuckered him out. Tuckered him out. Poor, poor little fellow. Now <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna. Try a little bit of Steve Ranella's whiskey here. And by the way, if you guys want, listen to some of Steve's stories. That dude. Yeah. He has he has that dude is real. And he's he's got some he's got a couple of very good books out there too. So Yeah, he's I'm, he's made some of the bestseller lists on some of his books and the, uh, the guy is just uh can't say enough good stuff about him. If, if you like he has a show on Netflix. Yeah, the Meat Eaters. The, uh, the Meat Eater Show. It's uh very entertaining uh, if you want to learn how to cook some good stuff. It's on there. Yeah. And just, uh, man, you could live vicariously through that guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's got his own podcast. The media- I have a man crush on, Steve Rinella. And he's been on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast several times, too. They're, they're good yeah. buddies. Have you, you know, he went hunting with Evan Hafer from, yeah. from Black Rifle. And uh, I'm, Evan Hafer has not yet put out that story, but I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I hear it's a good one. <laughs> All right, let's try this. That's fucking good. It is. That's smooth. There's no bite to it at all. No. I bet that would pair well with a moose heart. Good job, Steve, and and Willie's Distillery. That is really that is that man, is nice. That yeah. is phenomenal. Wow, that's so. That's very good. Don't mix your whiskey with Coke either. No, it it, it doesn't have that that um, there's something that have that kind of that harsh bite to it, like you're saying. And it's it's really. Oh man, this could get me in some trouble. Have you ever had uh, the Woodford Reserve whiskey? Mm. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. I drink a lot of Gentleman Jack. Is kind of my go-to. I got yeah. a bottle. In, I got a bottle in that drawer over there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Keisha. <laughs> but uh, 
I like this. I like this a little bit better. Oh yeah. My dad's bringing a bottle down for the wedding too. There you go. Yeah. Shoot yeah. I guess she just texted me good night here. Let me shoot her a text real quick. Uh, we were gonna drink some Jägermeister on here <laughs> because Jägermeister literally means the master hunter. But uh, then we realized neither one of us likes Jägermeister. I, I, I didn't realize uh, with Jaeger, to me it just tastes like straight black licorice and I can't stand black licorice. But evidently it has 56 different herbs and spices. and, and it's, it's like a liquid KFC chicken. <laughs> no Colonel's recipe. Oh, uh, Colonel's chicken tastes a lot better than Jägermeister. <laughs> Yeah, but evidently it was uh, the way it was started. It was for a tonic for to, supposed to aid digestion. They call it a, a digestif, which is a, uh, I, I believe, just a term for a uh, a uh, liquid appetizer. Huh. Yeah. But it's it's big in Germany. That's where it's from. Evidently, uh, there's actually several different competitors for it in Germany that all t similar type profiles that, and they they must like terrible. it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. Uh, I, I understand that it's like, uh, I don't know if it's even a big thing anymore. The uh, the Jäger bombs. The Jäger bombs. That, yeah, that I, I don't know if that's even like the going thing anymore. I think White Claw kind of took over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, the, uh, and the thing is, though, I'd rather drink a White Claw than I would Jäger. <laughs> oh, man, I'm not, a, I'm not a Jäger drinker, man. I, just, I, uh, I, never, I never have been. No. I think, you know what I think took over for Jäger's spot in that? Fireball. Fireball, yeah. And I'd... And I don't really care that much for Fireball, but I, I like Man, it a lot better my than... my mom loves Fireball. I yeah. don't know why. I don't care for it. Fireball, actually, Fireball and apple cider is good. Mix that, have, have it not fall and it'll, the spiced apple cider mm, with a little bit of... And it's basically just cinnamon apple juice then. Well, see, point. so my, my going away party for the Air Force, we, uh, we knew the bouncers that worked at this club downtown called the Wild West in Billings. And it's closed now. It's been closed for, for several years. But we used to go down there and party. And I, man, I could get served in there at 17 years old. Just because yeah. we knew everybody. And uh, we went down there. And uh, we sat in the parking lot. And we pre-gamed. And we drank a bunch of Southern Comfort and Hot Damn. Oh, man. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man. I have... I've never drank... So, I haven't drank Southern Comfort since. Yeah. But once you throw up Hot Damn... You will never so much as chew big red gum again in your life. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just not there. Oh right? man, yeah. Right? Uh, so the the fire fireball thing is, I I can gut my way through it. Yeah. But I hate it. Yeah, there's the the cinnamon or whatever. Yeah. It's it's. it's just, I want my whiskey to taste like fucking whiskey. Yeah. It, I was a member at a golf course in Las Vegas. Uh, called Silverstone. It's now it's now closed. Sadly, it was the best deal in the world for golf. Yeah, a great, phenomenal course. Great prices, awesome staff. I, I loved it there. But uh, my my grandma, my mom's mom, she uh, she had a hookup for moonshine. Oh wow. up, up in Montana. So when I would go home, she would hook me up with moonshine. Yeah, and then I I would go back and I would leave some in my golf bag. And on my golf bag was stored at the course. Like they they kept it there down in in the basement. They oh, okay. kept there. All the members had their their they would just left their clubs there. Yeah. And man, I played golf like four days a week there between deployments. Yeah, I would deploy for four months, and I would come home. Yeah. And when I was home, I didn't work, so I would uh, I play golf all the fucking time. <laughs> but all 
I got to know all the the uh, the workers that yeah. were there, all the the cart guys, and uh, they all knew that I had moonshine in my bag. <laughs> and I would tell them like, "Feel free, man. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I I got more. Like, if you want to drink it, have some." So they would, and uh, when that course closed, man, it was a, it was just a travesty. That place was f- f- just the best course in town. Yeah, for the money. Yeah. Uh, but they put out an email that said, you know, you, all the members need to pick up their clubs by such and such a date. So I went by to get mine, and uh, they they had put some Jack Daniels in my in my bag for me. <laughs> oh, that's as awesome! A, as a thank you for yeah. all the. That's for, pretty good. For, yeah, it was it was pretty cool, man. They they were they were great, and uh, I played a few rounds with the guys, and, and they would always bring a bottle with. And yeah, it was it was a good time. <laughs> You know who my big golf partner was out there? Micah. Tool. Oh, Kaufman. We, yeah, we, we goofed together. We golfed together. We goofed together. Golfed together. Yeah. Most of the time, man. We, yeah. We, we played. I'll never forget that shit, man. I had a... Uh, he beat me all the time. He was a better golfer than me. Really? Uh, I think I beat him three times the whole time we played. But the one time I kicked his ass and I made an eagle. And I kept, I put that golf ball, my, my bag has a, a holder for three balls, and I, I wrote on it the hole that I got, the desert uh, number two or three or whatever was the name of the hole. Yeah. And then I put eagle, and then I put it right in the middle of that. And every time he'd be like, why you take that fucking ball out? <laughs> <laughs> it bothered him. Oh, oh God, man. it was great. Hey, he's a good sporty. He's jumping yeah. Around, but, That's awesome. Yeah. My dad got to play with, with him. Okay. My dad came down to Vegas and played with me and Micah and, uh, God, some other guy that we played with. And the other guy hit his tee shot and it ended up, you know, there was houses lined in the fairways there. Yeah. And it ended up right by these people's gate, you know. I think it hit off their fence and bounced back in the, to play. And the guy wanted to take his second shot and he hit, he hit a rock and shot back over his head. And, and the people were pissed already. And then it landed in their yard. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to ask him for his ball back. Can I have my... Oh, fuck. He laughed so hard, man. He's like a little kid. Can I have my ball back, please? <laughs> One of the guys I used to golf with there was a guide up in Alaska. Really? Yeah, wow. so he would do his, his summers down in Vegas. And then he would do hunting season up in Alaska. Yeah. And he would do uh, caribou and grizzly. Oh, wow. were his big draws, yeah. So we would, we shot the shit a lot about him. He was, he was uh, way more of a hunter than I'll ever be. <laughs> yeah, that, that hunting in Alaska is, is a different a different breed. I mean, it's well, it's just, I mean, geographically, man, you're 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 away from everything. Like yeah. here, when you go hunt, yeah, you're you're in the woods. But when you go up to Alaska, like, yeah, you're you're. Alone, you, truly, up there, yeah. You, I mean, you might as well go back a thousand years. Yeah. You know, yeah, you have modern weapons, but the, the lay of the land just hasn't changed. Yeah. And then, and then they talk about there's places where still nobody's ever been up there, at least. I don't know if I covered it on that last one about the waterfalls in Yellowstone. Yeah, we talked about it someone last yeah. time. Yeah, so, so you think about that. You get a state like Montana, which is which is wild. It's Alaska Junior for the lower 48, essentially. But you think about that. How much of, of Montana still hasn't really been yeah. 
you know, explored. It's It's been somewhat mapped, but I mean, there's spots in the Dearborn wilderness and in, in the scapegoat wilderness that really haven't been yeah. explored. That's like 98% of Alaska. Yeah, exactly. There's really, just that... It's wild. Like, it's it's legitimate. It's, like, the most wild place on the planet. It's like the Amazon. Yeah. Or, or you know, parts of Africa. And, and if, or inland fucking Australia. Like, there's some of it that just, people just don't go. Well, in that wilderness, in, in Montana, Canada, up through that area, and then and Alaska, if Bigfoot was real, that's where he's at. <laughs> Segway here. What, what's your thoughts on old Bigfoot? Oh, I... I are you are you a believer? I want to. I want to believe. Uh, the thing I, I think it's possible. Yeah. I think I, I think I think we ride in the same canoe, my friend. Yeah. I don't I don't know for sure because you always there's the the grainy f- pictures the grainy pictures of the crazies that it's usually always the crazies that give any kind of stuff like that a bad name because you got those that. Oh, I found a, a, a skeleton, or I Those found a fucking hair. TV shows with the people running around at night with the IR cameras. I just yeah, come on, yeah. But I, I definitely think there there's a possibility of a undiscovered or that's, that's species the, or a species that we thought was extinct that isn't that is still that's, there. That's the you know I, I look at like Native American legend is is. Uh, yeah, it's legend, but it's based in something. Yeah. And and there's, like, you, you look, just where in Montana, there's, obviously, there's a lot of Native American heritage. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, of tribes that call Montana home. And they all have the story of, and, you know, it may not be Bigfoot by name, but it's, right. it's Bigfoot. You know, yeah. they, they have these legendary stories. You go to Russia, they yeah. got the Yeti. You go to the him or the Himalayas, you know they they got the Yeti or whatever, you know. There's, yeah. There's just there's stories about this, and it's it's there's just too much of it, too widespread. Yeah. To where it's it's a one guy's thought. That, yeah. You know, big, and 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 I mean, and I'm not saying that Bigfoot is real. Well. But but I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. Maybe not even in the U.S. Maybe somewhere like Siberia. Yeah. In in Tibet, Nepal, some of these remote regions of the world, where there is a a undiscovered species of great ape that is the you know not necessarily the missing link, but well, but it, you, you look at like Neanderthal, Gigantopithecus. Well, that's what I was going to say. Gigantopithecus was a great ape that was over seven feet tall. And, bastard, yeah. And, yeah, and uh, they said, but really, if you if you look at how they they reconstructed some skeletons and stuff, the fossils they'd found, and it really kind of fits the description of a stereotypical Bigfoot. Yeah. And so, what's to say that we think that animal's extinct? But it there's pockets of them surviving. Well, I, somewhere, I was you know? reading a deal the other day, um, about the California grizzly bear. Yeah. That's on the California state flag, and they have found. Rumored to have found, it's not, not scientifically proven yet, but they are catching grizzlies on trail cams in the mountains of Baja, New Me- of Baja Mexico. Yeah. And just, it's, it's knowledge, scientific knowledge, that those would be, if they're really there, yeah. would be 
the California subspecies of grizzly bear. Yeah. That have lived and and thrived at, you know, 10,000 plus feet in these unexplored regions of the mountains. Yeah. And if that's there, and I don't know, I would have to Google it, the last year that there was a confirmed grizzly sighting in California, but yeah. I, I'm guessing 1960s. Yeah, would would be my my dart to throw. I would say I would say the sixties. Um, you know that's years and you know that's fifty years ago. Yeah, exactly. 60, you know, sixty years ago now, that those bears have been living pretty much undiscovered in these forests and these mountain regions. Yeah, with in, it, you got to think how populated populated uh, California is and stuff though in in that Baja region. I mean, you got all these people there, and they still didn't find these bears. Well, this and, this is Mexico, so it's not quite as yeah. It's you know south of uh, of uh, Juarez, okay. or not Juarez, but uh, 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 Tijuana, t- Tijuana, yeah. the TJ. Yeah. So it's it's, but it's 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 a area that is mapped. Yeah. It's, it's somewhat explored, which isn't too far off when you think about it not not geographically but just just situationally like these areas of idaho wyoming montana um maybe parts of colorado yeah washington oregon british columbia you get into these these areas that are very similar uh from a, a environmental standpoint that are relatively remote yeah you know they're they're not there's not people there you're yeah people may pass through yeah but there's not like there's no permanent presence of people there it's, yeah like like so like like the town that I, I like to think of when i come to that is yak montana and yeah. you've probably never heard of it it's a it's i mean you, you may as well be in the back country in alaska it's a it's a yeah there's a road going through it i mean you can get there but it's like as far as living there, like, it's remote. There's not, like, these, you know, super grocery stores. And I mean, it's, 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 uh, if you're a mile from Yak, you're around the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Um, and it's not that far-fetched to think that there's something there that you just don't know about. And then, and people talk about how you don't see dead bodies or, you know, you don't, yeah. you don't ever stumble on Bigfoot bones. When's the last time you found a dead bear? Yeah. Uh, I never have in my life, and, no. I, and I've spent, you know, not a Steve Rinella amount of time in the woods, but a, a more than the average person I've been in the woods. Yeah, and I've never seen a dead bear, and I know bears are real because I've seen living bears. Yeah, exactly. And it, well, you, not even just a bear. I mean, you think of how often do you find a, a deer, a dead deer? Yeah. Well, yeah. Then I didn't think about that, but yeah, probably. There's, I, I've probably there's many more deer than there are bears. Oh, thousands, yeah, and, hundreds of thousands. And but, I've I've probably found a dead deer four or five times. But that's the thing, because like when like we were talking about earlier, and an animal in the wild doesn't die a a peaceful death. Yeah, they're part of the food chain. So if you end up dead in the woods, you're going to get eaten by something yeah. and carried off and scattered out. Fucking hogs. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you like bugs break down bodies fucking quick. Yeah. You got vultures here. There's not, I mean, I'm sure there's vultures in Montana. I don't know that I ever saw one up there, yeah. but 
But there's like, eagles. Eagles are are uh, yeah, they're a scavenger. They're a carrion eater. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's a big you know a known thing. That's why Ben Franklin kind of opposed their yeah their uh, posting as the national bird. You know, he wanted to. I'm glad he the turkey. He wanted to do the turkey, and I'm glad he didn't because they're delicious, and we wouldn't be able to eat them. And 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 I mean, I know turkeys are are they have a, like a pretty side, but they're an ugly bird. Yeah, eagles are beautiful. They're badass. They are. Yeah. I'm glad they picked the eagle. Me too. <laughs> Go eagle. Uh, plus, when I was in the Air Force, and I know a lot of squadrons have the eagle as their logo, but I was the 334th Eagles, and uh, I don't think the 334th Turkeys rings as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's not quite as intimidating. It's, it's truly not. <laughs> have you shot a turkey down here in Arkansas? Have you? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, actually, my son this last weekend got his first turkey. So he, he are you serious? Yeah, oh he, shit! Congratulations. He uh he yeah, got him that's a great. It was actually a pretty good size. It's twenty two pound, nine and a half inch beard. That's a big bird. Eastern wild turkey in Arkansas. Fucking a man. Good so for he him. was he was excited. Good for him. That's yeah. great. I uh I have shot two turkeys in my life, and I have not been turkey hunting once. <laughs> I uh, I. We would throw the shotgun in the truck just in case up in Montana. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we, I've got two turkeys just cause they were there. Can, uh, can you, can you shoot a turkey with a rifle in Montana? You can. Yeah. Yes. See, like it's totally illegal here. You can't use a rifle in a turkey. You either use archery or a shotgun. And, uh, yeah, but, it's, uh, it's not like a, uh, a widely popular thing, but yeah, it's, it's, there's no caliber limit or whatever. Yeah. We, we were, uh, in Colorado hunting one time and we were talking to some locals there and, uh, somehow we, we got on the subject of turkey hunting and, uh, and they're asking, well, what, what do we turkey hunt with? And we said, oh, we usually normally use our 12 gauge, you know, shotgun to turkey hunt with. And like a shotgun. How do you get that close to them to shoot them with a shotgun? Like, well, you got to call them in. You got to dress camo and call them in. Like, we, we just shoot them with a rifle here. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I know the, the last one my dad shot was with his 30 out. Yeah. He was on elk hunt and uh, <laughs> shot it right out of a tree. Man. You know, the last time that I even saw, well, I've seen turkeys down here uh, when I've been deer hunting. You know what? Not to get off topic here, but you know what pisses me off? What? There's no fall turkey season here. There used to be. And uh, they, they, it, they suspended the fall turkey season because the turkey population got low. They had, So the problem is, is there's not, and this is my opinion on it, I think, but um, two of the biggest enemies for turkeys is raccoons and coyotes. Raccoons are bad about robbing turkey eggs. nests for the yeah, eggs. I didn't think about that. And coyotes will catch poults, the young turkeys, and, yeah. and kill them. So, since the fur trade got to be such a taboo thing, people don't hunt raccoons and hunt coyotes like they used to. So the populations of raccoons just blown up. Have have raccoons and coyotes, or there's more raccoons and coyotes now than there probably have been in a hundred years. And the turkey population in Arkansas has really dwindled down, and I think it's a lot from depredation. Man, from I'll tell you what, where I deer hunt. Every fucking time I go, I run into turkeys. And yeah. they will walk right up to me. Like, they're not scared. 
And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here, because if a deer comes in and I move and you run and the deer runs, I'm yeah. going to be pissed off. It's, it's, it's funny because a, a deer will use a turkey as an alarm, basically, because the, the, Absolutely, the yeah. turkey can hear and see so much better than a, a deer can. A deer relies on its smell a lot of times for... Yeah, that's why they and, lick their nose. I, yeah. I didn't know that. That's They lick their nose because the wetness attracts the, the scent particles. Yeah. Like on a dog, you hear of the cold, wet nose. Uh, yeah. They can they can smell, yeah. but yeah, a turkey is has vision like a uh, like a falcon or a it has that. Yeah, I, I know they, they that, have they have uh, extra sets of rods and cones like a duck. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, and and actually, and I I uh, I just learned this last hunting season. Um, even possibly deer and elk, ungulates uh, can see an infrared. I know, uh, I know ducks can. I actually, mo- most birds can see in infrared. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's why, that's uh, so that's why when you, when you duck hunt, um, you need to wash your clothing, your camo in, uh, like we use all free and clear, I think is what it's called. Oh, okay. Because it, it doesn't have any of the brighteners, the brightness boosters like tide and, and whatever. Oh has. yeah. Cause, cause, uh, even if you're camouflaged. The, the color booster that is in most detergents yeah, ref- will actually overly boost your, your greens and your yellows and shit and your, yeah. and your camo. So uh, you have to be real careful about that as a, as a duck hunter because ducks will... Ducks' vision um, is really tuned into reflections because they're, yeah. they're, they, they fly and they land in water. Yeah. So they will go off moonlight reflecting off water to land. Yeah. But your skin and your clothing will also reflect that moonlight. So you, as a as a person, if you don't put camo on your face or wear wear a cap at yeah. least, you know, with your beard, it'll it'll camouflage it a lot. Um, but with your clothing, with a, a a color booster, if you go out on a duck hunt and you are like out in the open, a duck will see you like you're fucking yeah. wearing. Yeah, like, like a beacon like, out there. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely, man. It's 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 incredible how uh, evolved animals are in ways that we are still discovering. Yeah, and how the thing is too, and how in tune with the environment they are. You know, just they they'll, they'll notice when something's out of place. Uh, yeah, the strange noise. I've been turkey hunting several times, and it talked about how good their hearing is, though too. Full camo, face mask, wearing a ghillie suit pretty much with yeah. a shotgun under a tree. And I've I've got a bead on a turkey and I click the safety off. And they know it. And they, not only do they know it, they look right at you. Like they not only heard it, but they heard exactly where it came from. That's incredible. I've had turkeys when I click the safety off, look me, look at me and say, that's where it came from right there. And it's. That's wild. Yeah. It, it's and I don't know if I, I don't think people could do that. You know, it's it's funny. I think those turkeys that I see up there in the Ozarks when I'm hunting. Yeah. The only reason they come up is because they know I'm not hunting them. Yeah. Well, it's like you know, you're in your deer hunting. You always have that that squirrel or that comes out and plays. I've had squirrels climb up in the in the deer stand with me, and they know I'm not. I'm like I'm, I'm ready to shoot you because you won't leave me alone. Or <laughs> I, I had a, I had a raccoon. Uh, last year, come up to me. It was a, it was a juvenile raccoon. Yeah, and I was I was uh, so I was I was hunting from a ground blind. I wasn't in a tree. I was on a ground blind, and I had uh, put a bungee cord between these two trees and put a camo yeah. netting basically over it. 
and I had a chair behind it. But I was I was like sick of sitting, you know, my back was hurting, and and I had stood I had stood up to kind of stretch, and I had stepped back about ten feet from my blind. Yeah. And I was back there, and I was just and and I heard a rustling to my right, and I was <laughs> like, you know, and everything's quiet except this and the leaves, and I'm like, what is this? So I'm looking, and I'm looking, I don't see anything, and everything's silent again. Yeah. Shit. Well, you know, whatever. Well, then it, it starts up again. So I, I very cautiously kind of lean over, and it's this raccoon. <laughs> and he's and he's he, I don't know, he's hunting for grubs or whatever. But he he would dig a little bit, and then he would come a little bit more towards me, and he'd dig a little bit, and then he'd come a little bit more towards me, and he got up to where he was about, I don't know, seven eight feet away to my right, and he saw my blind. Yeah. And he got up on his back feet, and he's like, looking at it, and he's staring <laughs> at it, and his his head is cocking left and right, and he's going. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, that wasn't there yesterday. Yeah. So, I didn't move. Yeah. And then he came a little closer, and he stood up again, and he's looking at it. Well, then he, but he's still cautious, you know. Yeah. So he he gets down on all fours, and he goes around this tree, and he comes up, and he's standing <laughs> about six inches from my right leg, and he's staring at my blind. Yeah. And I'm like. Trying to not laugh because he's he's so he's cute as shit. You yeah, know, he's really really he's so he's so focused on the blind. He doesn't even he see. He doesn't it. see me at all. Yeah, he doesn't see me. Doesn't smell me. Nothing. Like yeah. and he's like like I could have reached down and scratched his little head. <laughs> and he's looking at this blind, and I'm thinking, and it was getting to be the golden hour. Yeah. So I'm thinking the deer are gonna be moving. I got to get him out of here because if I go to draw back on my bow, yeah, he's gonna run. The deer's gonna run. That's all gonna be for naught. So I, I'm, I'm hanging out, and uh, this little dude's six inches from my foot, and I'm like, I, I got I to gotta just let him know I'm here. Yeah. So I kind of, I just casually look down at him, and he looks up at me like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Where did you and, come from? <laughs> and he runs. Like, he, he's just like, I'm out of here. Yeah. But his instinct is to go to the nearest tree, which is literally like, I could put my arm around it. <laughs> and he scoots up that thing about eight feet, and he stops. And I can hear him just scratching his little fat ass up there. And uh, he stops, and he gets to a point where he's like, he's got to be gone. You know? but yeah. he's, he's, at this point, he's a foot away. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I can see his little face come around the side of the tree. Man, and he, he hangs up, and he comes up just perfectly sideways, and he's looking at me. And then... And he goes to the other side of the tree, and his, his little face comes out of there. And and I'm just looking at him like, like, yeah, like I'm <laughs> hey, not going to yeah. hurt you, but get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I, 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 after about ten minutes of this, I guess he decided I wasn't a threat, and he he just scooted down and went off the other way <laughs> in his own time. Oh man! But uh, he was cool as shit, man. I felt like I made a friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I may go back out there next year, and he's still out there. <laughs> I hope he is. He comes to visit. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I hope he is, man. He was, he was cool. He was friendly. Oh Yeah. Uh, definitely, those interactions and 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 people who don't hunt, yeah, who who don't spend the time in the wilderness, um, they don't get to experience things like that. And that's and that's the thing that I think a lot of people take away from hunting these these bad narratives. Like, yeah. man, you know, we're just out there to kill. 
Well, and and it's that's not how it is. That's actually the thing. I think I think taking an animal or or filling your tag is, I guess, really just the bonus because I I get so much joy just from sitting out in nature. It, the, it's the, so the interaction is amazing. Well, I mean, because you got to think you got you got your your career, your family, all of your responsibilities, all this stuff going on, your all this stuff, and. You can take a time to be out just in the peace of nature. You're hearing the birds sing, the squirrels play. Get out play. of cell phone range yeah. for an hour, and yeah. you will be blown away at how much stress leaves your body. Just being out there, and yeah, and you, you, you sitting in the tree, like, I, I tree stand hunt a lot, and one of the things, you're sitting in a tree, like the gentle breeze blowing, swaying back and forth, the I'm sun just, shining through the... And if you're not used to it, you're shitting your pants and this tree's going down. <laughs> yeah. But it's like just being out there in nature and, and and smelling the smells and hearing the sounds and seeing the different types of wildlife that come through. You just be amazed. I'm out there deer hunting, but you see, like you said, turkeys, raccoons, squirrels, stuff coming by that you wouldn't see normally. That Well, my, my so like I said, I duck hunt a lot. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I love, ducks are really, they're, they're just a, a spectacular animal. Yeah. that people don't interact with because they're not a cute, furry, fuzzy little yeah. thing. Like, but uh, they have their own, you know, like we talked about the eyesight thing, but they have their own intelligence. Yeah. And uh, and ducks are really, they're, they're really neat once you get to be, to, to interact with them. So the the last, they do the military hunt is the, the weekend after the last weekend of hunting season. Yeah. And I, I went out on the military hunt this year and, uh, I actually got to a point, you know, and I and I, I think we had shot four ducks, and, and six is your limit here, yeah. and I had shot four, and I put my shotgun down, and I just started calling, and I, we went through, uh, you, have you, you've heard of Black Cloud Ammunition? Yeah. Do you know where the name comes from that? No, no. When you get a, a cloud of mallards that comes okay. over... And and it's it it's it's not it doesn't happen often. It's it's one of those things that like if you ever experience it, it's it will stay with you forever. I've I've seen geese come in like that before, like the snow geese and then speckles come in with like yeah, a cloud. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah you've you've seen how how many they call it a whiteout, a blizzard, whatever. Yeah, you, yeah the the little slang terms. When it's mallards, they call it a black cloud. Yeah, and and it happened to me and Huck. This past hunting season on that on that military hunt where we were on that island and a black cloud came in oh. and, and i am not kidding not exaggerating i will bet you we saw over twenty thousand mallards oh wow come in that, that last morning and amazing. i was and i mean i didn't even know what to do like it was it was yeah it got it like hunting them got to be hectic yeah, because it was just like you didn't know where to aim. It was like like you see the grizzlies up on the hunting the rivers for the for the salmon spawn. Yeah, and like they get so confused because there's just so many. Yeah, that's how it felt. Yeah, hunting. they're just I like going just in like, all different Jesus directions. Yeah, Christ, like <laughs> just how can pick you pick a point and just, just shoot in the one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we uh yeah we we did. I just put my gun down and I just called and it was it was just an, an amazing experience. Yeah. To to be in there and entrenched in that in that activity all these ducks coming in and flying in every direction yeah and uh just you know studying them you yeah know, feeling feeling like you're, you're part of it 
Well, it's a great experience. There's been no telling how many times uh, going back to deer hunting. It just you're sitting on your deer stand and you might have some does. If you're not you're not hunting does, you know you the you might have three or four does in the stand on the ground in front of you. Yeah. Maybe some fawns or something like that. And you know you're not gonna you're not gonna shoot one of these yeah. these does right here in front of you. But just them being there and you're witnessing them and how they interact. It's, and, it's beautiful. But then you also know I've got to be still and quiet. The adrenaline still gets going because oh, you have yeah. this animal right here in front of you that can smell you or hear you if you don't if you um, get too uh, careless or whatever. But just seeing them and being in, in their presence is it's, yeah. It's it's, it's, a, it's a humbling experience. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what some people that don't hunt they they don't they don't really realize the like you said it's not we're just not going out there killing stuff it, it's yeah. it's it's a relationship with nature and it, well, it's I, a I I think that as a hunter yeah as somebody you know who who already makes that choice to to go out into a place where your your intention is to take a life yeah the the biggest responsibility you can have is to take that life ethically yeah exactly don't take a shot unless you know it's going to be a well-placed shot yeah don't don't rush a situation don't uh put yourself into a circumstance where you're going to cause undue harm to this animal like yeah you're already your intention is to kill it but you have to do it in a way that you're going to cause as little pain as you possibly can yeah you're you're, the least amount of suffering as possible yeah yeah because and and i I think as a hunter you feel a connection with an animal you do that nobody gets to like like it's just not well you're you're so far removed from it if you buy meat in a grocery store and and that's the thing i think people have been so far removed from the food chain that they don't like because i've actually heard some people say well why would you go hunting you just go to walmart and buy it well that's still an animal that you're going to buy at at Walmart and how and how do you how do you how can you as the consumer say, well, this cow's life meant less than this deer's life. It, but the thing is though too, it's the way I see it is. If if I'm going to eat meat, and the meat comes from an animal that had to lose its life, you know I should take some of that responsibility, and absolutely, and instead of being so detached from it and that I just go buy it. If, if I take on that responsibility to harvest that meat myself, even a lot of the beef I eat now, uh, my, my sister and brother-in-law own, uh, they run a, a cattle ranch. And yeah. most of our beef now comes from their farm. So yeah. it's, it's we know where our beef comes from. We know where our, our deer, our, our protein comes from sources that we know where it comes from. So we know it's ethically sourced. That's, see, when, when I lived in Montana, yeah. my, my family ran cattle. So yeah. My, you know, we, we got beef from them, but, uh, down here, you yeah. know, what, what I don't provide hunting wise. Yeah. We, you know, we get from yeah. beef at Walmart and, and I just, I don't feel bad about it, I guess, no. you know, I'm still going to eat the burger, yeah but, exactly. it, but it's just, it's just, uh, I, I do think about things like, you know, I'm not going to throw names out there, but I know guys who, who raise cattle and feed them shit feed yeah feed them like sugar beet pulp yeah and and just you know but they sign them off and and that's what people don't understand is when you see grass-fed beef on the label yeah that doesn't mean that no that means that the farmer the rancher attested to that yeah he's a liar a lot of the time well you know and that's what i guys i know 
would raise these cows on just shit feed. Yeah. And then claim they were grass fed. Well, well, and there's Walmart no doesn't know any better. It's not yeah. like they're intentionally deceiving people, but they're they're taking somebody at their word for it. And there's there's no really standard for grass fed. It's like yeah, that that animal ate grass, so yeah, technically it's grass fed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it also it, ate fucking silage corn. Yeah. Well, I think though too, sitting down at the dinner table and eating a meal of. Not only just maybe a deer that you killed, but maybe even with vegetables that you gardened yourself from. Yeah. You you have a a, a better, a deeper appreciation for... For something you put the work in for. You put the work in for it. You put the sacrifice in for it. You you put your effort into that, that you, it, is, it just means more Absolutely. to you. And it's, so it's more of a, almost to that point, it's almost like a, a spiritual connection with... With the land, with the animals, with the food chain, and 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 realistically, you're sad to take a life. Like there's a part yeah. of you, there's a part of you that that feels I, I don't I don't know that I would say guilty, but there's just an inborn uh, I don't know I don't know the word yeah but there there's something in you that you you it's a deep appreciation. And it's and it's you. You feel sad that something died. You do. You, you just you do. Yeah. There's there's. You also like that's, that's how you live. Like that's why people have sharp teeth. Yeah. Exactly. That's, you know. There's there's, there's these things that tell you this is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it it, it and that's the thing. I think why people should, think about that more is because it does force you to think about, your food. And, and where and, it comes and from, and not and, only that, your own mortality. Yeah, exactly. Because we're all we're all part of the food chain in some way or another. Even 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 if we die of natural causes and they bury us in the ground, you know, bugs, worms, and, and uh, insects are gonna. Have you seen those? Yeah. Have you seen those? Uh, the tree root coffins. No, I have not. They put you in like a a fucking potato sack and bury you with a tree seed. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah, uh, the when it comes to hunting in general, I feel you just have such a more personal connection with what you eat, and it. I think that's the way it should be. And there, I, and I understand with society and farming and stuff. I mean, I grew up on a farm, and I know. Did you guys do like cash crops or just like sustainable? No, we did uh, growing up, which. We grew, we raised, uh, when I was little, we raised chickens and we had, uh, two broiler houses raised, uh, uh, broiler chickens. So that was, what, I don't know what that means. The, the, the Tyson, we worked oh, for Tyson. Oh, okay. All so right. You're, so you're, chicken house, like legit, like the big old, man, yeah. those, for those of you who haven't been to Arkansas, man, a chicken house is a big fucking building. Yeah. They're, they're and we narrow, had a, but they are long. Well, and there's a shitload of chickens in there. And we had what would be considered a small operation and we had two two broiler houses and we would raise oh probably 50 to 60,000 birds at one time Jesus and, Christ dude yeah about about 20 to 30,000 per per house we had two houses and uh there I think they're like 50 by 400 feet something like that yeah they're yeah did do you have to go through and like collect eggs in there 
Oh, there's another story with that. So yeah, yeah, you would collect eggs. What the 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 so the thing with broilers, they were. Are they like a, a specific breed of chicken? Yeah, and it's what they were. Is they were basically selectively bred to over the years. Like they have this chicken developed now to where it goes from baby chick to harvest size and weight in about six to eight weeks. It's so they're a fast grower. Fast grower. Yeah. And, they, they could have, like, a gigantism. They, uh, I really kind of think they do breed for some of that trait because these chickens won't stop growing their whole life, basically, and eventually they just have a heart attack and die. Like, we've had chickens... Like great Dane of chickens. Yeah, really, because we had chickens that would... Because uh, they come and, you know, when you catch the chickens to take them to have processed, every now and then one will, someone will escape, and they're running around on the farm loose, right? And you'll see a chicken, like, especially the roosters would get huge. And like almost the size of a turkey, huge. And Jesus Christ, he'd be out there chasing a bug or something, and just fall over and start kicking and die because <laughs> he didn't have a heart no attack. Shit. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. But uh, but now normally about six to eight weeks they were they're ready to harvest. Um, and uh, so usually you didn't get a whole lot of eggs because most of the time they wouldn't start laying at that age. What do, what do. What do you feed chicken like that many chickens? What do you feed them? Uh, they, it was they have a it's a, a protein mix. It's, it's it's a pellet feed like you would like you go to like you get at the co-op. Yeah, you get the co-op, but um, you know it have like just the, just what do you break down the volume? Like that's got to be so much food. Oh well, yeah. So we had um these these feed silos at at each chicken house, and the, they would bring. A truckload of feed in and it was each silo would hold like eight or ten tons of feed something like that and you'd go through that Jesus. you'd go through that amount of feed i think each each cycle how does the chicken house smell yeah you, you drive by around here <laughs> and it's i guess it's one of those things if you lived on one of those that uh, you I'm, get I'm, used to it but i've been behind the chicken trucks oh yeah on my motorcycle yeah and it's like it, it is it's and, and, like, I'm riding Harley, so I'm yeah. not riding, like, a fucking, you know, Ninja ZX-12 or whatever. It's not, like, a super fucking fast bike. Like, it takes me a second to get around them. Yeah. And for that second, I'm gagging. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the, the chicken houses and tur the turkey houses are even worse. Turkey smell worse. Uh, but the... Uh, Sounds like a job for Mike Rowe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we raised um, laying pullets one time for... Uh, Raising what? Uh, so okay. So you have chickens that lay eggs, and then you have the the meat chickens, the broilers that you, that are raised for meat. Well, so so I, I don't mean to interrupt, but like when you buy a rotisserie chicken at Walmart, yeah. is that like your average sized broiler chicken? Yeah, I think probably average size. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the, so like you, we were talking about the big ass chicken breast earlier. Yeah. Those are usually rooster chicken breasts that like, cause you'll have the hens and usually when you get chickens there, it's like straight run, they call it. And there'll be hens and roosters. So it's a, it's a, it's a mix. Yeah, it's a mix. So it's yeah. not like alligators. Well, so when, but when you get, um, land hens, they're usually, uh, sexed. And that just means when you raise a, a, a group of hens, it's all hens. Can you, like I was saying, because alligators' uh, sex is determined by the temperature of their eggs. Oh, okay. Can you influence? I don't know. I, I Probably now. I bet you they, there's probably a way to do it. I don't know. 
and this goes back to the whole fucking thing about how people fuck with shit. Yeah. And and just we're not good. We're not good no. at them. We're, we're we're shitty managers. That's oh what yeah, we are. Well, we try to fuck with stuff too much. I think you know. Yeah, we, we yeah. Poke you, stuff you over. Th- you over fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, so there's this, uh, so so you have the big, these, they call them lay houses, so where it's the, um, basically the egg companies where Walmart or the grocery store gets Egg-land their eggs. 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 Yeah. So. Do they contract out? To, yeah, basically to, it's what it is, is in a way. So the, the lay houses don't want the hens until they're laying eggs, because they don't want to raise the chickens from chicks up until they're laying. It takes, because it takes them. Uh, about anywhere from like 12 to 20 weeks to get that old to start laying. Okay. So they contract out growers to raise the chicks up until laying age. And then when they, they start laying, then they come collect them and then they put them in the lay houses where all they, they eat. And it's all the transportation. Yeah. So when you're, but when you're, you have 20,000 laying hens. In a, in a house and they start laying and you, you so they start laying eggs and then you call up the egg producer and say all right your hens are laying it's time to come pick them up well it might take them a week or two weeks to come get so your, it's a lot of eggs though because I mean, it's like an egg a day for chicken most most chickens lay egg, an egg a day and but you know when they're young they might be a little inconsistent every other day or two or three day but that's still five or six thousand eggs every day that you're getting out of your house that you have to go collect <laughs> so they're not bread though, right? They're like a no. The eggs, just, yeah, the eggs you get in the store are are infertile. They're you couldn't go hatch those. They're because there's no rooster. You got to be a rooster involved. So a, a hen will lay an egg regardless if it has a rooster or not. Do you know what the largest single cell in the world is? It's an egg, I think. Yeah. An ostrich egg. Oh yeah. It's the largest single cell in the world. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, when you think of it that way, yeah. Because even like in the in the human body, the egg cell for uh, is a the biggest a cell. cell. Yeah, they said you can even see an egg cell in a human with a naked eye. If if you had it like really? on a petri dish where it was isolated, it'd be like a little speck. Well, I, I, mean, could, I mean, and I mean, I, I don't know this, but I guess that kind of makes sense when you look at like caviar as fish eggs, and you know, yeah, the fish that they're getting those from are not yeah. as big as us. Yeah. So, how big is a human egg? Like, I, 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 from what I've heard, it, like, I think there's a, there's a measurement. They like said a, you could see it, but it's like a tiny little speck on there. But it's so I I don't know this to be scientifically true, but I have heard that a woman is born with all the eggs she'll ever have already in her body. Yeah, I've heard that. Is that true? I think that's true. Um, because and I'm wanting to say it's something like two to three hundred thousand eggs or something like that. That you and, know what? And I'm sure you'll agree with me. Girls go through hell. Oh yeah, I would I'm, not. I'm, I would so not glad want to be a girl, man. <laughs> like periods just sound like fucking the oh, worst yeah. thing ever. Yeah. And then to do it like every month. Er, yeah. Like, like I'm a full believer in the, in the guy flu. Yeah. Like when I get sick. Like everything just needs to come to a stop. Like life sucks. Like yeah. you need to just you know be cool with me and like don't get mad because like my life is just it's just <laughs> a, like when Keisha gets sick, 
Like, she handles it way better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they say women handle pain way better. They have higher pain I totally tolerance. agree with that. Yeah, yeah I think so, I, too. I, yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, And I consider myself, like, I'm not a pussy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, I, I have a, a pretty high pain threshold, I think. Yeah. Um, and I've been through a, a handful of situations to where I can say, like, I, I react well in an emergency. Like I can, I can kind of yeah. uh, remove myself from it and get done what needs to be done. Yeah. And then afterwards, I can have my like freak out moment or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I couldn't go through a period. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. I, like, I've I've seen what Keisha goes through, and I don't have that in me. Yeah. Don't want to deal with it. Yeah. No, she's tougher than me. <laughs> And I, I fully and and the thing is, 100%. and I'm okay with that. Too. Yeah, I, I am totally comfortable in saying that. Like, I I couldn't do it. Yeah, but, but more more power on you. Yeah, good 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 job. I I will bring you my doll and and chocolate and, and chocolate and <laughs> I'll rub your feet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not built that way. Yeah. I don't think most guys are. I think guys think they're so hard, you know, that we're just great. Yeah. But yeah, I think we're just kidding ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, man, there's a fucking dude a hangover. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I, I think we probably said it before, but it's the truth, man. Hangovers never used to be that bad. They were like a couple hours of, of discomfort and like, yeah, on to the next. But now, man, it's a hangover is like, it's an event. Like I got to reschedule meetings and, you know, really think about my life choices. Yeah. Oh man. It's like, I I saw this, it was a quote. I I saw it today actually. Uh, it says I can, I can, in my old age, I can still party like a rock star. I just can't recover like one. (laughs) This is totally fucking true, man. Yeah. I, uh. Even even after our our nights in the shed here, like I can promise you, I'm not waking up early tomorrow. Oh no! I am not going to set an alarm, and I don't plan on sleeping till noon. But yeah. I'll bet I'm out till between nine and ten. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get up about ten so I can go to work because I'm working swing shift. But uh, I'll sleep until then, until time to go. <laughs> yeah, I got. I'll, I'll wake up and. No. I got a fucking bunch of laundry to do till she, you know. <sighs> got to start it, getting everything. It drives me nuts because men and women have different views of what the word clean means. Yeah. So like, I will clean the house, and to me it looks great. Oh yeah. And I'll go get her from the airport, and bring her home, and by minute twenty she's cleaning, <laughs> and I'm like. Why are you, yeah. what are you doing? Like, yeah, just like, let's go to bed. Cause we haven't seen each other in four fucking months. Like I want to yeah. reacquaint. Yeah. I guess some, <laughs> some extracurricular. Yeah. Going yeah. And, and she'll be like, the stove's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't clean underneath the microwave. Like it's in, it's up. Like so, it, it mounts to the bottom of the cupboard. What do you mean? Like, yeah. What do you mean? Clean under? She's like, <laughs> There's grease from the stove under there. I'm like, what? you wouldn't know that if you didn't stick your head under there. You don't look for it, yeah. and it won't be there. Yeah. Like, 
Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> yeah, like, and don't get me wrong, I'll clean that once in a while, but she will clean that shit all the time. Like, she's super, yeah. she's very good about that. She's very organized about that. And that shit that I don't even think about. Oh, yeah. That's the way I am. It's like, yeah, if, it, if it's good enough to work, it's good enough. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't, I just, we're just cut from a different cloth. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm, you know, and I'm not, a, I'm not, and I don't want to come off like I'm a dirty person. Like, I'm not, like, yeah. I'm, uh, I would say I'm cluttered. But I'm not, I'm definitely not a neat freak. Like, I no. don't, I don't like sell the doorknobs on a regular basis. No. And, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I just, just that not is, me. That's not how I am. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get out the stainless steel cleaner and do the whole fridge and the, and the dishwasher. And, like, I'm going to put in the effort. And then she's going to get home Saturday and be like, <laughs> <laughs> This place is a big stack. And I'm going to be like, where? Yeah, where? Fucking where? <laughs> yeah, no, she, she, I'm, you know, I, I got to say though, she's, she's definitely my perfect fit in yeah. that, uh, whatever she's not good at, I am. Yeah. And whatever I'm not good at, she is. So that's good. And that's the way it should be. You, you compliment each other. That's the thing. You, you... Yeah. Well, why well, well, compliment her? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, she's she's great, man. She uh, she keeps me uh, she keeps me in line when I need to be put in line, and she lets me color outside the lines when she doesn't <laughs> need to do that. She's, That's good. Yeah. Oh man. Huh. Well. <sighs> Are, are we ready to, to sign this off, I guess? I think we need to before the battery dies. <laughs> you know, not like last week or run out of memory on the phone. That's happened. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're like batting three for four now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's been a pleasure. As always, uh, I like to say, drive safe. Don't drink and drive. Don't make stupid decisions. Have a plan. And since this since this episode's about hunting, don't don't drink and hunt. Wait till after the hunt. That's literally the worst thing you could do, uh, both from a safety and a respect standpoint. Exactly. So be safe with your travels. Be safe with your hunting. Uh, get out there. Get into nature and, and experience nature. Even if you even if you don't want to hunt, get out there with a the camera. Go take some pictures. Be just experience yeah, just, nature. Just go breathe some clean air. Uh, put your phone away. Um, enjoy the world that's around you instead of the world that is at your fingertip. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, and even if you don't hunt shooting is fun, guns, bows and arrows, all that stuff. It's, it's a good, it's a good hobby. It's a, it's a fun thing to do. I shoot way more targets than I do living creatures. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, there's, it's, it's, it's a great, way to spend your time yeah it's a hobby it's, it's a great hobby and and there's plenty of places that you can go find find your local range you can go and you get take classes get some instruction um and and learn about the sport learn about the subject uh go to the, uh, the game and fish always puts out classes for hunters education and and uh well and, safety and, yeah and, just 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 uh wilderness in general like like edible uh edible plants in yeah. your area things like that which which are just, it's a great uh, skill to have and a, a fun skill to develop. Yeah, exactly. 
And and once again, it brings you closer to nature, closer to your food, closer, closer to, to your family. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, be sure to uh, subscribe, hit the subscribe button, like okay. and share, tell your family about it, tell your friends. Yeah. Check out, uh, I don't know where all yeah, it's sold. Go, go but check out Petty, Green, Petty Jean uh, down in Moralton. We will be there at some point. Travis will probably be there before I will. Oh, yeah. We'll go down there and check it out. Maybe we can do a, do a show from there one day. And, that would be uh, wonderful. Uh, we appreciate all the all the support, and uh, and we'll we'll see you next time. We appreciate it. All right, guys, be safe.